Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the October 11th, 2023 Arlington County Board of Zoning Appeals. We are now in session. Good evening and welcome again. I'm Richard Kaplan, Chair of the Board of Zoning Appeals. The board is made up of five citizens appointed by the Circuit Court. In addition to myself, we have Vice Chair Inta Malice. Joining us virtually, we have Judy Freshman. Joining us in the room, we have Portia Clark. And joining us virtually, we have Lindsay Arthurs. Also present is the professional staff, including Blake Bowen, Board of Zoning Appeals Coordinator, Meg Ryan, BZA Associate Planner, Brett Goldberg, BZA Associate, excuse me, Associate Planner. We thank you for being here and extend a warm welcome. To avoid disruptions, we ask that you please place your mobile devices in silent mode. Before we begin tonight's hearing, I will discuss this board's powers and procedures for tonight's hearing. The board's powers are prescribed in the Code of Virginia and are set forth in further detail in the county zoning ordinance adopted by the county board. The Board of Zoning Appeals does not have the power to rezone property or to amend the regulations set forth in the ordinance. That authority rests solely with the county board. This board does, do, does have the authority to do three things. First, the BZA can approve use permits that allow modifications of placement requirements for structures on one and two family lots where there is no option in the zoning ordinance to allow such modifications. In order to approve a use permit, the Arlington Zoning Ordinance requires that this board find that the proposal will not adversely affect the health or safety of persons residing in the neighborhood, will not be detrimental to the public welfare or injurious to the property or improvements in the neighborhood, and will not be in conflict with the purposes of the master plans and land use and zoning related policies of the county. In making these findings, the BZA shall consider whether the modification will promote compatibility of the development with the surrounding neighborhood because of the structure's overall size, footprint, and placement are similar to those of the structures on the property surrounding the lot in question, and whether the modification will help preserve natural landform, historical features, and or significant trees or foliage. When approving use permits, the Board of Zoning Appeals may impose conditions that it deems necessary and in the public interest, including but not limited to the duration of the use permit. This board does not have the authority to grant use permits to modify requirements for expanded housing option developments. Second, the BZA can grant variances from the specific requirements of the zoning ordinance. When granting variances, the burden of proof is on the applicant to prove by a preponderance of the evidence that the strict application of the ordinance would unreasonably restrict the utilization of the property and the need for a variance would not be shared generally by other properties and such variance is not contrary to the purposes of the ordinance, or that the strict application of the ordinance would unreasonably restrict the utilization of the property, or that the granting of the variance would alleviate a hardship due to a physical condition relating to the property or improvements thereon at the time of the effective date of the ordinance, or alleviate a hardship by granting a reasonable modification to a property or improvement thereon requested on or behalf of a person with a disability. In all variance cases, the property for which the variance is being requested was required in good faith and any hardship was not created by the applicant. That the variance granted will not be of substantial detriment to adjacent properties and nearby properties in the proximity of the geographic area. That the condition or situation of the property concerned is not of so general or reoccurring in nature as to make reasonably practical the adoption of an amendment to the ordinance that granting of the variance will not result in a use that is not otherwise permitted on the property or change the zoning classification of the property, and that the relief or remedy obtained through the variance is not available through a special exception process 
as provided for under the zoning or subdivision ordinance. Third, the BZA can decide appeals of decisions of the zoning administrator. When deciding appeals of the zoning administrator, the board must use its judgment to determine if the administrator was correct. Now on to tonight's hybrid hearing. For those who are participating in person, on the front table, you will find a QR code linking to a copy of, of the application package, including the staff report for each case before us this evening. For those participating virtually, a copy of each application package can be found in the Arlington County BZA website. There is also a link in the chat for the application packages. I recommend that if you not have yet seen that report for your case, that you review that report before your case is called. If you are attending virtually and lose connectivity, please reconnect with us by phone. If you are attending via Teams, please keep yourself muted and cameras off until called upon. Turn off the sound and any other devices around you to minimize interference. When called upon to speak, please turn your camera on and unmute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon that is located in the meeting command bar. County staff does not have the ability to unmute you. The meeting chat is active for technical support assistance only. The meeting chat should not be used for discussion, public comments, questions about agenda items, or requests for more information. All public comments must be shared verbally or have been previously provided in writing for the record during the assigned public testimony period. This evening, staff will call each case and will provide a brief staff report and recommendation. Next, board members will ask any questions of staff they may have. Applicant or their representative will be given an opportunity to make comments to support the application or appeal. Next, all speakers for the item will be called. Speakers must fill out a speaker slip online or is available on the table in the front of the room. After we hear from speakers for and against the proposal, the board may permit the applicant a brief opportunity to clarify any points. The board may ask questions of any speakers, but does not permit any cross-examination or direct questioning by others. For tonight's hearing, this board has deemed the following time limits for speakers to be sufficient. 20 minutes for applicants of appeals, five minutes for applicants of use permits and variances. We have deemed three minutes for representatives of organizations and two minutes for individuals as sufficient. After the board has gathered all the information we need and have discussed the case, we will decide the matter by voting on a motion duly made and seconded. A majority is needed to approve any motion. Please be respectful of the time allotted. This is a public forum and tonight's meeting will be recorded and posted on the county's website. All information associated with tonight's meeting, whether spoken or written, is subject to the Freedom of Information Act requirements. Any appeal from, this, from the decision of this board must be made to the circuit court in accordance with state law. After your case of interest is heard, you are welcome to stay for the balance of the session or leave at your convenience. Before we call the first case, um, I have a quick administrative question for staff. Mr. Bowen, have any, uh, or, or Ms. Ryan, um, have any appeals been filed between the last meeting we held and today? Yes, uh, since the last BZA hearing, we received three appeal applications. One has been confirmed to be an error and has been resubmitted as a permit request. And we have also received, as of today, two appeal requests related to the issuance of EHO permits that we have not yet done completeness checks on. Thank you. And um, so once you have worked your way through that, I assume that will work our its way to us those applications. I believe so, yes. Thank you. I'll follow up with you later. Please do. Ms. Mellis. Oops, just to clarify, when would we expect to, to see the appeal material? Um, we typically complete our completeness check within about a week, 
Um, so sometime probably uh, no earlier than next Wednesday. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you both. Um, tonight, I have two requests from board members um, to participate virtually. Virginia law requires there is an in-person quorum in order to allow uh, board members to participate virtually. Since we have three in-person board members present, a quorum is met. Ms. Freshman has requested to participate virtually for personal reasons from her residence due to a pre-scheduled conflict. Ms. Freshman, can you please certify that you can hear us? Unmute yourself. Uh, yes, the, the, the whole um, picture has changed recently and I can't find it. Thank you. And I can certify that I can, I and those in the room can hear you. Thank you. Um, member um, Ms. Arthurs has also requested to participate virtually for personal reasons from her residence due to a pre-scheduled conflict. Ms. Ar Ms. Arthurs, can you please certify that you can hear me? Yes. Thank you. And I certify that those of us in the room can also hear you. Now that that matter has been addressed. Mr. Bowen, um, tonight, because we have two BZM members who have prior commitments and may not stay for the entire meeting, um, they have been gracious enough to join us virtually to allow the full BZA board to hear a few cases that have in the past have historically been close votes. As such, I would like to seek a unanimous consent from my colleagues in order to reorder the agenda and call cases number nine, which is V-1181-23-VA, number 13, V-1184-23-VA, and number 14, V-11885-23-VA, um, to the start of our agenda tonight. No objection. Yes, they have to. <laughs> Ms. Arthurs and Ms. Freshman, any objection? No. Objection. That being the case, Mr. Bowen, can you please call the first case, which is V-1181-23-VA-1? Yes, Mr. Kaplan, I would like to certify that you do not wish to hear case number V-11881-23-UP-1, which is a use permit associated with the first variance request. It's associated with the variance request? It's associated with it. Yes. Then we should hear it. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, At my fault. Then I will seek uh, <laughs> unanimous consent to add um, the case that Mr. Bowen just mentioned as the second case associated with that. Can you give us what number, order number? That was number 10, um, 881. Number 10. Apologies. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Yes, no problem. Call the first. I'm sorry. Had you sought unanimous consent and received it? Yes. Okay. I didn't hear Ms. Arthur's or Ms. Freshman. Right. Can you, yeah, can you call number nine? Sure, absolutely. Number nine. 
we're going to go with it. All right. The first case um, that's being potentially considered for movement earlier in the agenda is case number V-11881-23-VA-1. This is a variance request by David and Andrea McGuire, the owners, to permit a new addition which exceeds 50% of the total aggregate floor area contained in the existing building with a non-conforming setback in the R27 zoning district regarding a new right side addition to an existing semi-detached dwelling in the R27 zoning district on the premises known as 2735 South Yule Street within the Long Branch Creek Civic Association. Um, I can proceed to call the related use permit request as well now if you'd like, as well as the other cases, or if you want to hear that case individually and then make a... Yeah, we're going to hear the cases individually, so... Okay. Thank you. Is the applicant with, or I'm sorry, does do, do any board members have questions for staff? The applicant with us, please step on down. Uh, do I speak to just the use permit or do I kind of speak to it all together? Um, so we're going to start with the variance. Oh, the variance, okay. And the use permit will be the next case. Gotcha, okay. Um, I know you're pressed for time, so I won't add anything or I won't repeat anything that's in the letter already, um, but just a couple of points to add on the various. Um, under variance, understanding the uh, the votes have been split. A um, couple considerations I'd like you to take into account. Um, one is you know, if the intent of subsection 16.2.4-B is to kind of limit or um, prevent uh, non-conformities. It's a unique situation in that actually bringing this into conformance um, would be very awkward um, for the look in the neighborhood and, and for the, the entrance of house. Essentially what we need to do to bring this into conformance would be to um, knock down the existing porch roof and and create just a stoop in the entrance um, uncovered um, and would look incompatible with the neighborhood. Um, second, you know, it's our understanding that some of the votes against approving this type of variance in the past may perhaps be because board members feel it's such a common situation that would award, warrant, excuse me, amending the ordinance um, versus granting a variance. Uh, the analysis report um, cites that less than two print, less than 2.8% of requests um, are of this type. Um, I'd say furthermore, uh, the particular situation that we have um, is only a small percentage of the houses in R2-7 um, and an even smaller number of requests of variance um, and kind of briefly looking through actually couldn't find any examples of this particular situation. Um, so I don't think it'd be reasonable to expect the ordinance would likely be amended for such a specific situation. Um, and that's all I have unless you have any questions. Any, any questions for this applicant from the board? Discussion with the board. Motions. Make motion. I can make a motion. Miss uh, Clark. I move that the the BZA adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the variance V-11881-23-VA-1 subject to the conditions listed. Second. 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 Um, a motion by Ms. Clark, seconded by Ms. Arthurs. Um, any further discussion? Chairman? Ms. Malice. I will speak to that. I, I am one of the um, board members that do, do not support the variance, but I, I disagree a little bit with your statement that this is uh, such a small matter that um, the county board would not enact an ordinance to correct it. Um, in fact, it applies to your whole district. Uh, even though, you know, when you look at it in terms of cases we hear or cases in the county, this is everything in Fairlington is is um, affected. And so uh, from my point of view, I think an ordinance is an ordinance change is definitely warranted 
This is R27, not Fairlington. It's not Fairlington. <laughs> but same concept applies. Same concept applies. <laughs> Skip the Fairlington part. <laughs> and and I'll just say I, I tend to um, um, adopt Ms. Um, Malice's view. And I would also just, you know, write, write your, your uh, council member to have this changed because that's the only way that we can help prevent or you can help prevent others in your situation from having to come before us. There, so I will call the roll. Miss Malice. No. Miss Freshman. Aye. Miss Clark. Aye. Miss Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes no. The motion to grant this variance passes three to two. Thank you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Mr. Poen, can you please call the associated use permit? Yes, the uh, next case is case number V-11881-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by David and Andrea McGuire, the owners, to, to permit a right side setback of 7.2 feet to the wall of the addition and porch instead of 10 feet as required regarding a new right side addition to an existing semi-detached dwelling in the R27 zoning district on the premises known as 2735 South Yule Street within the Long Branch Creek Civic Association. Staff's recommendation is for approval of the subject BZA use permit subject to the conditions listed. Thank you. Are there any questions for staff on this use permit? Would the applicant like to speak again? Nothing really yeah, beyond what's in the letter. Um, the board unanimously approved an almost identical use permit uh, requested for attached neighbor uh, in April. Um, so very hopefully you approve this as well. Um, it'll look great and be very um, compatible with the neighborhood. Thank you. Any questions for the applicant? Motions. Mr. Chairman. Ms. Malice. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting use permit V-11881-23-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed. Second. A motion made by Ms. Malice and seconded by Ms. Clark. Are there any further discussion with the board? Hearing none, I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes aye. Motion uh, for this use permit passes five to zero. Thank you. Good luck with your project. Thank you. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the next um, variance on our rearranged agenda tonight? Yes, the next case on the agenda is case number V-11884-23-VA-1. This is a variance request by Mike Brennan on behalf of Robert Nelson, the owner, to permit an interior structural alteration to an existing non-conforming multiple-family residential building regarding an interior renovation to remove load-bearing kitchen wall in the RA-1426 zoning district on the premise known as 3519 South Stafford Street within the Fairlington Civic Association. Zoning Division staff recommends approval of this variance request subject to the conditions listed. Thank you. Are there any questions on this application for staff? Is the applicant with us? Uh, the applicant sent me an email this evening saying that he had a prior engagement, but his father, Brian, would speak on his behalf. Is the applicant's father with us? Yep, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Great. Go ahead, if you would like to speak to this application. Um, yeah, so this is a typical um, small four foot wall that's load bearing that we remove interior and uh, do a flush mount beam and, uh, you know, to open the kitchen up. Basically, um, that's what we're 
asking for a variance for. Thank you. Are there any questions from the board for this applicant? Motions. Motion. Ms. Freshman. I move the Board of Zoning Appeals to adopt the attached proposed resolution approving variance V 11884 23 VA 1, subject to the conditions listed. Second. Motion made by Ms. Freshman and seconded by Ms. Clark. Are there any further discussion? Um, I will just say that it, this is a very similar. Um, issue to the last variance we just heard where uh, my personal view is that this is not a case in which um, the county this is a case in which the county board could easily um, issue a new uh, regulation or rule um, to fix this problem and that this is not the proper uh, use of this board's authority um, that being said is there any further discussion other than that and i will call the roll miss malice no miss freshman aye Ms. Clark? Aye. Ms. Arthurs? Aye. Chair votes no. Um, this variance passes on a vote of three to two. Good luck with your project. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the last item on this reorganized agenda? Sorry about that. I turned off my microphone. Uh, the last item in the reordered agenda is case number V-11885-23-VA-1. This is a variance request by Monica McGuire, the owner, to permit a structural alteration to an existing non-conforming multiple family residential building regarding the removal of an exterior window, excuse me, regarding the removal of an existing window and replace of a replacement of a door and addition of steps in the RA-1426 zoning district on the premises known as or 70 South Yule Street, or excuse me, yeah, South Utah Street within the Fairlington Civic Association. Staff recommends approval of this variance request subject to the conditions listed. Um, please also note that we do have supplemental material that was submitted for this case, which is a letter from the applicant regarding her neighborhood outreach efforts. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Are there any questions for staff on this application? Is the applicant with us? on down. Uh, good, good evening, uh, board members. I'm Monica McGuire, resident and homeowner of 3470A South Utah Street. I've lived there for 20 years. I want to first thank you for the your all of you board members for your public service. And I don't say that lightly, which often is no easy task as I witnessed you at the September BZA meeting. So thank you for your service. Launching into just quickly. Um, my variance request is for a much smaller uh, project. It is simply to remove an existing dining room window and replace it with French doors and create a step or two to exit the French doors into the patio. Um, my project should only take five days, according to my contractor, so um, less disturbance, not months of disturbance to nearby neighbors. I'm an end unit. Um, I just wanted to make a, a comment about um, a couple changes since the last uh, meeting where you heard Fairlington variance requests. One is the Arlington County Board met on September 23rd, and this issue came up. And every board member, county board member, uh, spoke to this issue and said, admitted it was an unintentional issue, which is causing us to come. Okay. But what to me is important is that they're seeking a quick, they said repeatedly, they're seeking a quick resolution, quick fix 
although there was no definition of what a quick fix or how much the time frame might be. And then the second comment that was made at the board by one of the board members was that they need to basically do due diligence to ensure that any fix that they come up with doesn't adversely affect another part of the county, which is, you know, that's very prudent. So I don't know how quickly, I mean, they have a lot of work to do. So that is why I asked tonight for um, approval of my variance request. The other comment uh, made at that board meeting, Arlington County board meeting by a board member, I didn't catch the whole comment, I'm not good at stenography, but was that something about the county's Department of Community Planning, Housing and Development, if I have that right, was working on this issue. I'm not sure if it's in their plan for this year to address or next year. You all might know. I didn't catch the full comment, but I'm just um, saying that is why I'm here and maybe you're hearing requests. Um, and then um, let's see if I had anything else to mention to you. Um, also, my, my uh, unit in Fairlington Arbor is unique. It's unique in part for several reasons. One is it's the largest courtyard in our in in the Fairlington Arbor. So my neighbor closest to me in the north is at least 50 yards. My neighbor closest to me in the south is 30 yards, and in one some cases it's like close to 40 yards. Um, and so my immediate neighbor is 10 feet because that 10 feet sat back. So just highlighting that. Um, and um, and then my also the Fairlington Arbor HOA board approved my uh, changes that I sought, and they're very strict on you know, complying with Virginia Historical Society laws and, and the National Historical Landmark. Um, in closing, thank you all BZA staff in particular because they did yeoman's work for this and answered my many many questions as I handled this arcane process of the county variance. Um, while holding two jobs, a day job and an evening job. With that, thank you for listening to my remarks. I would gladly answer any questions and would be glad to provide additional information. Thank you, and thank you for that update. I think that um, we all uh, appreciate knowing that what that the word is getting around. Does any um, board members have any further knowledge? Yeah, I, uh, I also appreciate your um, your lucid explanation of what what's going on uh i am one of the members that vote no on this because i do feel that this is an inappropriate venue uh, and i think your situation is a wonderful example where you're trying to do a window and yet you must file and come to the bza when pretty much everybody else in arlington can do that by right without getting the county involved. Both time and expense. And time and expense, because you're, you know, we know you have a filing fee and you have a process that you Thank go you. through. And and so, you know, for, for me to just capitulate and say it's okay, I don't want to send that message that, um, that this is an, not an urgent matter. Thank you. Thank you. Um, any, uh, any other questions or comments? Thank you. Discussion with the board. Motion. Ms. Arthurs. Or Ms. Freshman. That Freshman. was so I, I thought that was Ms. Arthur's voice, just to be no worries. <laughs> I, move, I move the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution approving variance V-11885-23-VA-1 and VA 1 subject to the conditions listed. 
I'll second. Second. Um, a motion made by Ms. Freshman, seconded by Ms. Clark. Is there any further discussion with the board? Hearing none, I will call the roll. Ms. Malice? No. Ms. Freshman? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Ms. Arthurs? Aye. Chair votes no. Motion uh, on this variance passes three to two. Good luck with your project and thanks for joining us. <clears throat> Um, my, it's my understanding that Myth Arthurs has to now um, leave us for a pre her previous commitment. I would like to thank her on behalf of all of those four applicants for attending so that we could dispose of those cases expeditiously. Awesome. Thank you, Ms. Thank Arthurs. you guys. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the next case? Yes, Mr. Kaplan, and before we move on to the next case on the agenda, I do want to confirm that there are no other cases considered for maybe an expedited group approval motion. Nope, I do not believe that there are any more. Thank okay, you. thank you for that confirmation. In that case, the next case on the agenda will be case number V-11856-23-UP-1. This is a carryover and revised request, and it is a use permit request by William Archer on behalf of Kristen Ball, the owners, to permit a rear setback of 19 feet to the wall, 18.2 feet to the eave of the addition, instead of um, 25 feet to the wall, 21 feet to the eave as required, and to permit a right side setback of 10 feet to the wall of the addition, instead of 13 feet as required, and to permit an aggregate side yard width of 19.7 feet instead of 21 feet as required regarding a new rear addition and right side addition to an existing one family dwelling in the R8 zoning district on the premises known as 5556 16th Street North within the Terra Leeway Heights Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request subject to the conditions listed. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Mr. Bowen, was there any supplemental material for this case? Um, as of the start of this hearing, we have not received any supplemental material for this case. Thank you. Are there any questions for staff? Question. Ms. No. Ms. Freshman. Freshman. Um, could you just uh, re remind us the reason for the carryover? Initially, there was a very old plat, and you requested last time for them to get an updated plat, which they've done since the last meeting. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Freshman. Ms. Mallis. Um, it says that this is a revised application. Can you outline what the revisions are? I revised yeah. the aggregate because based on the new plat, it showed one of the sides was a little bit closer, so that got changed. I can look exactly what that got changed from. So so did the, the setbacks didn't change, but the aggregate changed? Let me verify real quick. Yeah, but I believe, and Megan confirmed this, that the aggregate changed because the new plat, which was done more recently with new surveying technology, showed a different measurement, I believe, in the right side yard. I, I see on the right. So the, the ask didn't change. The condition just changed. Correct. Yeah, I believe the uh, the assessment of the project changed based on the new survey. And... And Meg, please let me know if I'm mistaken in that regard. That's correct. I see exactly what and do we have the new survey? Yeah. It's in the packet materials. Okay. September 20th. There it is. It's bad. Oh, there it is. Got it. 
Thank you. Is the applicant with us? Is the applicant yes, with the, us? Yes, the applicant is here. Great. Would you like to speak to your application? So I, I have lived in in um, in my home for 39 years. I am a backdoor neighbor to the uh, the property that is requesting the variance. I became very good friends with the neighbor, and we <clears throat> um, sort of lamented some of the the larger, taller houses that were being built, and and particularly the neighbor who was born in that house and raised her family in that house asked if. I would consider taking the house and and um, renovating the house as as pref as as a preference to selling it and likely having the house torn down. The house is probably the in the most um, has the most deferred maintenance of any home in the neighborhood and would be, be likely to be one that would be be taken down. So I told her that we would. I would purchase it um, and we would uh, put together a plan that would allow us to improve it and 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 to renovate it. One of the um, the garage addition had subsided by about two inches on one end on the um, on the on the west end of it, and it needs to be taken down and replaced. And so the rest of the house would then be renovated and we would we would put a um, um a family room on the back and then we would um go to the sideline on uh for the majority of the um the addition on the on the west side and then but but in order to make the family room square we need to to take three three feet on one side and then um i, I think seven feet on the back side the back side um abuts my property and then i i took and went to each of the neighbors who were equally concerned about the house coming down and wanted it to be um sustained and i showed them the drawings that we had considered and each of the neighbors um agreed there were three neighbors and they all signed uh, uh emails saying that they supported the idea of, of this variance and so our goal is to um to try to do something that comports with the traditions of the neighborhood retains the majority of the house houses and then fulfills the the wish of the previous owner or the the woman who is is going to be the previous owner and and out of friendship i want to do something that i can do i have restored a number of houses and i've worked closely with architects and I'm, i i enjoy the idea that we could sustain the character of that particular part of the neighborhood Thank you. Are there any questions for this applicant? Ms. Malice? Um, yeah, there's correspondence from Joanna and Jan. Are, are they the, your neighbors? Joanna and Jan. Joanna and Jan. I don't think I don't think so. Could you, you tell me? Well, it's from Joanna Lynn Zakruski. Oh, Jan, Jan. Okay. Yes, yes. Are they, they your neighbors? My, yes, they're on the they're on the corner of uh, Ivanhoe and Sixteenth Street. They're my neighbor, and and they're also the side, the west side yard neighbor of the um, of the ball house. 
they're they're to the right of you as you face your house. Correct. And they no, ask, if you're facing my house, my house is where the cursor was was where the the uh, that Joanne and and Jan are, and then my house is just one going towards um, north from there, or south from there. Excuse south. me. That's my house where the cursor just was. Okay. They had mentioned water. Yes. Well, what had happened is, is that um, the balls had um, basically created drains that flowed directly into their backyard. And we need to work on preparing preparing that and because all of those will come out when the addition comes out and we will have to work towards ad addressing those water issues that they raised okay but they are they're okay with your project and they'll just work with you on that correct okay. they supported they support the project they prefer the house not come down Question? Sorry. Ms. Malice, no, Ms. Freshman, I, sorry, uh, I can't see you. The, okay, so there is a property at uh, 1531 Ivanhoe, which uh, presumably is next to you and also behind the subject site? That is me, 1531 Ivan, North Ivanhoe is me. That's you, okay. Yes. Because so that, that was, I, I, I was missing, um feedback surrounding the site and i didn't realize i thought that you were at 1537 but now i see okay thank you thank you miss freshman um i can't see you so speak up i can't see a hand raised or anything okay so just speak I'll up yell. anything further for the applicant ah i see you now miss freshman Discussion with the board. I can make a motion if you like, but I didn't know if you were through with the discussion. I think we are through with the discussion. I think we're ready for motion. Okay. I move the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting use permit V 11856 23 UP1 subject to the conditions listed. Second. A motion made by Ms. Freshman and seconded by Ms. Malice. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, I will call the roll. Ms. Mallet. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Chair votes aye. Motion to uh, grant this application passes on a vote of four to zero. Good luck I with your project. Thank, and thank I, you very much. I just want to thank the, the staff who were incredible, professional, and, and kind. So thank you for their work. And I would like to, to um, note that your renderings on this project were pretty good for hand-drawn. We don't often see hand-drawn renderings that we can uh, read Makes accurately. Sense, That's because I have a very good architect. <laughs> he did my edition as well about 30 years ago. Excellent. Mr. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. Mr. Bowen, can you call the second case? Yes, just confirming the order of the agenda since we made some adjustments. I believe the next case that we'll, I'll be calling on the agenda is case number V-11856-23-UP1. Thank you. 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 Thank
866-23-UP-1. This is also a carryover item. Yep. A use from request by Dan Kaiser on behalf of Erica and Scott Moore, the owners, to permit a right side setback of 5.1 feet to the wall, 5 feet to the eave, instead of 10 feet to the wall, 6 feet to the eave as required, and a total aggregate side yard width of 14.9 feet instead of 18 feet as required regarding a new second-story right side addition to an existing one-family dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 2008 North Upland Street within the Waverly Hills Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Um, and as of the start of this hearing, we have not received any supplemental materials for this case. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Is there any questions on this application for staff? Is the applicant with us? Yes, this is Erica Moore. Erica, that's... Would you like to speak to your application? I don't yet see you, but you'll come uh, up here. As I can come on camera. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can speak to the application and sorry, I'm in the car, um, not driving. Um, so for our application, what we have in our existing home is we have a an existing addition that underwent some water damage um, a couple months ago. And so what we're requesting is to take down the existing addition replace it in the exact same footprint it currently is in, and then also add a second story on top of it to increase the livable square footage in our home. Thank you. Uh, the reason that we're coming back this time, we were there at the board meeting last month, is we, we were asked to go back and get signatures and writing from our neighbors, and we went through and got that, and nobody had any issues. Thank you. Does the board have any questions for this applicant? Malice. We appreciate that extra step you took. That That's very helpful to us. I wondered, did you contact your rear neighbor? And yes, we did. Yes, we did. We talked to them through the fence a couple of times. They were busy with kids and we weren't able to get them to sign it. Um, so yeah, it was never a good timing when we went over. Um, but they support the project and we confirm that with uh, with them. Any other questions or discussion with the board or motions? Ms. Clark. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit V-11866-23-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed. Thank you, Ms. Clark. Second. A motion made by Ms. Clark and seconded by Ms. Freshman. Any further discussion with the board? Hearing none, I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Chair votes aye. Motion uh, to grant this use permit passes four to zero. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you very much. Good luck with your project. Thank, thank you. you. Mr. Bowen, can you please call number three, which is uh, 11867? Thank you for confirming, Mr. Kaplan. Uh, yes, case number V-11867-23-UP-1. dash 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 This is also a carryover item. A use permit request by Jay Shalati 
on behalf of Charles and Lorraine Gandhi, the owners, to permit a street setback of 9.7 feet to the porch, 8.7 feet to the porch eave, instead of 21 feet to the porch, 19.5 feet to the porch eave as required, and to permit a street setback of 8.7 feet to the building wall, 8.1 feet to the building a eave, instead of 25 feet to the building wall, 21 feet to the building eave as required from Chesterbrook Road, and to permit a total aggregate side yard width of 20.1 feet instead of 24 feet as required regarding the addition of a new porch on a one-story building addition to an existing non-conforming one-family dwelling on a corner lot in the R10 zoning district on the premises known as 4418 38th Road North within the Old Glead Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the use permit request with conditions. And as of the start of the hearing, we have not received any supplemental materials for this case. Thank you. Are there any questions for staff on this application? If not, I see the applicant is with us. I am here. Welcome. I'm Jay Shalotti. Uh, the thing to know about this as a corner lot is that uh, Chesterbrook actually does not continue all the way through. Uh, it actually stops about halfway on the distance on the lot. Uh, it really just serves as an access for the driveway for either side so that it sounds like a large ask of the 8.7 for front setback is actually it doesn't right. front to a street itself so uh the portions we're asking are for uh to rebuild an existing uh angle bay but make it a straight box bay and then add a roof over an existing deck so the roof being i guess the larger portion of the ask the roof itself does not we're not adding any footprint closer to the street is really just because it has an eave on it, so it ends up being a little bit closer. It I think like, those are the pieces on it. Seems like a fake corner lot to me. Yeah, there, I, I guess you can say there still is a public walkway that connects the adjoining neighborhood. So right. it, it has a frontage. Yes. <laughs> Do we have any questions for this applicant, Ms. Malice? You were here last month, right? Yes. And it was for signatures? Uh, yeah, they got like a dozen of them. They, they got like a dozen. They, they, they had gotten like a dozen signatures in the meantime. So that's why that's why you're back. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ms. Clark. Um, were the signatures or approvals from 4410 and your other neighbor, I guess uh, 4501 on 30, at the corner of 37th? Yeah, so 4410 is actually the the um, Charles and Lorraine actually live there. So they bought the house next door. Okay. So 4410 is their house. Uh, the one on the corner of 37th, they, they talk to everybody they can, they, who they see. But basically, yeah, and they've been on the street for, I don't want to exaggerate, but it, it's about 40 years. They, they, they've lived at 4410. Okay. Ms. Malice. I'm just I'm I'm working through here. I had a um, question. The the street setback. I was just looking to see how consistent it is. So it's it's you're you're showing an enclosed porch, HVAC unit, and a carport. Am I reading that right? That those are you're using those as those are comparables. 
That's for staff. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I didn't realize as much. Um, right? The stoop. Let me check out the the table that is included in the staff report to respond to your questions, Malice. Just a moment. Just when when we get when we get so close to the street, we have to be careful. Yeah, I I, I understand. It, in terms of setting press, paper that it looks very close. Yeah. Um. I know you don't go by this at all. The actual distance from the house to the asphalt is about 26. But I, I know that doesn't count. <laughs> I'm well aware of that. <laughs> oh, to the actual asphalt. To, to the actual asphalt. Right. Like, I know it's not the property line. I'm, no. I'm well aware of that. But just, just uh, informationally. Right. So those, yet, those are those are the comparables, right? Yeah, and, and pa the page number on page four, the first table on that. Yeah, that's the correct table, and those are the structures that we use for street setback analysis. Yeah, Mr. Bowen, I'm sure you won't answer that. You won't be able to answer this, but I'm looking at the tax map, and that would be safe to assume that the county owns that space in between 401 and 3737, so that if the county wanted to make that road go through, they could. I do not know the answer to that definitively, unfortunately. I, I can answer a little bit. <laughs> okay, so when you look at 4418, and it's got that weird extra triangle, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that that is that that is uh, you know, a, a secondary property that's deeded together, right? With it. So I guess the county could say we want a piece of that to make the road. But I think I think that this probably fits within the comparables anyway. But I mean, that's why it looks like a fake corner, but I, I would assume that the county could make that connect if they wanted to at some point in the future. And so that's, I think that's why, what Ms. Malice was inquiring about. Yeah, so, you know, you've got two very narrow set, you know, street setbacks um, being requested, a 9.7 and an 8.7, you know, on the corner. Those are narrow. Oh, I, I agree. That's why it, it does. It does <laughs> look. Very, <laughs> it does look very close. Yeah. I have one of these similar ones in my neighborhood too. Yeah. Where there's like a fake road that ends. Any further discussion with the board or motions? Uh, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Malice. I move. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution approving use permit V-11867-23-UP-1, subject to the conditions listed in the staff report. A second. A motion made by Ms. Malice and seconded by Ms. Clark. Uh, is there any further discussion? Hearing none, I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Chair votes aye. Motion passes four to zero. Good luck with your project. Thank you. Mr. Bowen, I believe the next case ends in seven six number four. I have the same impression, Mr. Kaplan, and that case is, as you mentioned, case number V-11867-22-UP-1. Nope, Sorry. I will repeat from the beginning then. Thank you. Seven six, right? Ms. Yeah. I will start. Okay. <laughs> Case number V-11876, 
22-UP-1, a use permit request by Megan Collins, the owner, to permit a right side setback of zero feet to the wall and eaves instead of 10 feet to the wall, six feet to the eaves as required, and to permit a rear setback of 6.9 feet to the wall and eaves instead of 25 feet to the wall, 21 feet to the eave as required, regarding the after-the-fact approval for a new two-story detached accessory building on existing semi-detached dwelling in the R27 zoning district on the premises known as 2123 South Oxford Street within the Green Valley Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Um, as of the start of this hearing, we have not received um, any supplemental material for this case either. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Uh, questions of staff for this application? Question? Ms. Freshman. Um, I believe it says in the report that this was constructed without a, a building permit? Yes, I believe so. Um, the applicant can confirm as much. Um, I believe um, based on the statement of justification that was submitted, they believe that by using the existing foundations and more or less building the exact same structure that was there previously, that they did not need a building permit. Okay, uh, do you, in your opinion, had there been a building permit would have been flagged and sent here? Um, in my impression of knowing the zoning ordinance and how the zoning plan review team reviews plans, yes, I believe it would have been. Okay, thank you. Mr. Bowen, I was just curious, how, how did this case get flagged for zoning review? That I'm not sure of. Okay. Is it... Is it true it's generally these things are flagged when someone complains? That is certainly one methodology that we hear from, yeah. Um, primarily when, yeah, people think that structures look a little too big or a little too close to the property line, that's not uncommon for us to receive a complaint. Okay. That's why I was asking. Thank you. Thank you. Um, would the applicant like to speak? Sure. Hi, I'm Megan Collins. I'm the owner of the property. Um, and I've lived there for 15 years now. Um, and this was, uh, yeah, there, it was indeed a property that, or, a, a, we've used the existing foundation from an old garage that was on the property when I purchased it from the original owners, um, that had passed its lifespan. Um, and so I was given very bad advice and guidance by a contractor, uh, that as long as I stayed within this, uh, stayed with the existing foundation, that there was no need for permits and, um, Obviously, that wasn't correct. So, uh, so that's why I'm here today is to um, get approval for my use permit. To um, can, the there is a structure there, but it is only partially. It's framed out, but construction stopped uh, when we were told to, and uh, it's been sitting there ready, wait, waiting to be completed. Um, obviously, with some adjustments that that need to be made based on um, the changes that we that we were uh, asked to do when we request when we went through the permitting process. Can you speak to what those changes were? Uh, there's, uh, yes. I can't recall if I read that in the report. Yeah, it's um, the Eves. Eves, right. Eves. Okay. Yep, Thank you. Eves. Yeah, that's right. I did read that. And was it also removing the sliding doors? Sorry. Oh, and the sliding. Yeah. So that's that was not asked. That was that's something that we there are windows on the side that were also uh, need to be removed. So the sliding doors was just by preference to remove. <laughs> There was a chance to make adjustments. Mr. Chairman. Ms. Mellis. Um, do, do you know how this came to the attention of zoning? I do not. I know that, I mean, our neighborhood, and I actually see Ms. Clark's comments on this before, we get comment calls from investors and people trying to buy my property several times a week. 
Um, and there is always a lot of attention in the neighborhood right now from people uh, about what's what construction is happening all the time. So this is something that was started a while ago. Um, and I have personally talked to all of my neighbors and got signatures from everyone with no problem. So um, if anyone else had anything to say, they've had plenty of time to say it. So when when did you actually start construction? In the in <laughs> December of 2019. And it got shut down right when COVID started. But then no contractor would touch it because I didn't have a variance and it was already built. So I had to then go find uh, an architect to then build plans to make me plans. I had to basically go figure it out myself. And I'm a single mom with two kids, one that graduated from Wakefield in 2020. So I had my hands full uh, and I own my own business. So it took me a while to put the pieces together. So zoning halted it? in in 2019 in in january of 2020 in january of or, 20 or early february i don't remember the exact date but it was late jan it was within weeks of covid kind of shutting the world down i think it was february i don't know if you have a date i do not have the date <laughs> yeah i think it's february maybe of, of 2020 so what what happened you would not pursue it you would just put a stop order on it um uh, if it a stop work order could have been issued by zoning or it could have been issued by ISD, you know, reviewing building permit plans. So I'm not sure who stopped it or for what reasons. Okay. And and there's no time frame for 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 it to be addressed. Because this is like four years later. As far as I'm as far as to my knowledge, um, there's not specific time frames that would limit um when the beat application. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it was up to you to pick. So what is the name of your contractor that gave you the bad advice? Um, I can provide that. I have I have not talked to him and since then, so I can look it up and provide that information for you if you'd like. I just since since that just happened to be your justification is that no, you got I back. I'd be happy advice. to. I can look it up if you'd like. But, I don't want to get uh, it wrong. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. But that was that was what I was wondering about. Um, because have you gone back to him and uh, straight no, things I, up? I mean, he I, he knew because we got the stop work order, um, and he had his architect build plans to try to get it through. But it, I, at some point, I had to cut bait because he right. wasn't. I mean, it was I was working with him through June of 2020, continuing to try to move through the the permitting process with him, um, and I just I at some point realized there was wasn't working. Okay. Thank you. Any further questions for the applicant? Discussion with the board? Yes. Ms. Malice. Um, that's really a question for staff. Um, one of the conditions that you proposed, condition number two, I'm a little puzzled about. Um, it would seem to me that it would be cleaner if we just said nothing's going to be built over this structure. Instead, it says a portion of the structure. In, in most of our applications, we don't make a distinction between encroaching and not encroaching. Right. So we was, just, my question was whether, and I don't mean to railroad, uh -huh. but was there a reason why in this case, staff is recommending that distinction? Let me take a look at the plans for a second and refresh my memory of why I might have uh, written the condition that way and I'll get back to you in just a moment. Thank you. Because my inclination is 
just to say you're not going to build over this structure. I mean, I don't think I'm, I don't recall ever seeing a condition that says. Like I know from my experience, mine have a no built over clause. Right. Not just the one foot over. Right. Look, taking a quick look at the plans, I believe because the structure is about, um, you know, a little bit over, um, it's a little bit at an angle and it's also 10 feet wide. There is a portion of the structure that is technically by right. Um, you're free to, of course, you know, amend the condition and remove that language if you'd like. But, you know, technically there is a portion of the, of the structure that is by right. I would ask unanimous consent if, to modify if, if, if there's more discussion, I'll wait. If um, so, like I, I'm just going back from and I, and I think most of these probably don't make that distinction. But like I know um, from Mike, when I did my kitchen and I came to the BZA, I think mine has uh, don't, you know, under the condition that it's not built over. Right. So like if I wanted to build over on my kitchen and I, this is just hypothetically, um, I assume I would have to come. Even even if I wanted to do the by right portion for that condition, I would have to come back to the BZA to do that. Is that and is that is that possibly? A I mean, it really depends on what exactly is being proposed. The setbacks right. are hard to say definitively. Um, and of course, we just our conditions to you are recommended, but you're free right. to amend them as you see fit. No, I, would, does staff have an opinion on what Miss Malice uh, is proposing? You know, is is there like I said, I don't remember seeing um, a distinction on this. On, on applications like you know um, built over um, by right versus not by right, mm -hmm. and so is that going forward? Is are we going to see that more? Is this an official policy, or I'm just trying to before we start making changes, I, I'm just trying to get a little bit more. We certainly out. included that language in other requests, um, just based on the specifics of that case. Um, you know, on every request, we do kind of tweak the conditions um, based on the plans that are submitted. Um, I do, I would not say I have an objection to um, that condition being changed, though. Would. Would the applicant have any objection to agreeing to not build over? Making any changes to the yes, I have no problem making that change. Would Miss uh, Malice, would you like to make your? I'll make a motion. Motion. Then we can move on to conditions. Um, I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution approving use permit v-11876-22-up-1 subject to the conditions listed but i will make a motion to adapt modify that second miss malice are you going to make i ask unanimous consent to revise condition number two to read the applicant agrees that um, the two-story detached accessory building shall not be enlarged or built over. Do we have a second for that? No, it's unanimous consent. No, but we still need a second. Oh, we got a second for the motion, didn't we? Well, you had to finish making your... No, I, I made a motion. Oh, yes. Yes, right. I seconded and the motion. And Judy. Okay. And so now we, I'm asking. Thank you. Do we, do we have unanimous consent? Do we have unanimous? I'm asking for unanimous consent to make that change. Yes. No, no objection. No objection. No objection. A motion a motion made by Ms. Malice and seconded by Ms. Freshman, including a unanimous consent for a, um, a condition change. Any further discussion? Hearing none, I will call the roll. Miss Malice. Aye. Miss Freshman. Aye. Miss Clark. Aye. Chair votes aye. Motion passes four to zero. I hope you finally get to finish this project.
Thank you so much. <laughs> Mr. Bowen, can you please call number 511877? Uh, yes, Mr. Kaplan, thank you. Um, next case on the agenda is case number V-11877-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Sean Nazaman on behalf of Nadim Abdullah. Excuse me, I need Iqbal and Sahara Javed, the owners, to permit a left side setback of 3.9 feet to the eaves, 4.2 feet to the balcony, and 4 feet to the deck instead of 6 feet to the eave, balcony, and deck as required, and to permit a right side setback of 8.6 feet to the addition wall instead of 10 feet to the wall as required, and to permit a total aggregate side yard width of 12.1 feet instead of 18 feet as required. Regarding a second story left side addition, a two story rear addition with basement, a second story balcony, and a left side deck addition to an existing one family dwelling in the R5 zoning district on the premises known as 1027 19th Street South within the Arlington Ridge Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Please note that there is supplemental material for this case that came in after the application packets were assembled and printed. This includes a letter from a neighbor and we also have a speaker slip for the same neighbor, uh, Rosamonda Osgu, um, who signed up as an individual to speak on this case. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Are there any questions for staff? Hearing uh, none, um, applicant is clearly with us. Would you like to speak Hi. to your application? Yeah, I'm Sean Nazemian. Welcome. I'm the builder from Mr. Iqbal and Mrs. Javad. Um, they're the long members of this community. And they're, uh, thank you for staff for supporting us for getting this application together. Uh, mainly they wanted to uh, stay in this house. They've been in the neighborhood for so long and they just want to improve, up and improve the uh, house that they're in. Um, and it's uh, it's in uh, uh, compatible with neighborhood. The, it doesn't have any impact of inverse impact on the neighborhood. The neighborhood is up and growing. Um, they have the support of the neighbors. And um, that's uh, just wanted to enjoy the house and just um, get this project going. Thank you. Um, have you seen the supplemental material we received? Yes, I have. Do you, you uh, have any comments to that? Um, I believe um, uh, they have the owners approached the neighbors at the back and um, they have tried to uh, get in touch with her. Um, this project with the roof lines and the drainage will not have any impact on the back neighbors and we will do whatever it takes to make sure the drainage and everything is addressed and does not um, adversely uh, impact back neighbors. Um, thank you. Uh, Ms. Malice has a question. So, in, in, you know, I, I, I believe the your neighbor is going to speak. Um, it's not, you're the contractor, is that correct? correct? Yeah. Um, did you collect the neighborhood input or did the owners collect the, the owners did the owners did? Yeah. Okay. And they're present. Okay. Um, and, um, you saw, you've read the comments that your neighbor, the neighbor made about wanting specific information about the kind of drainage mitigation that would take place? Um, the, yes, I've sh seen the short uh, paragraph of their emails and uh, 
the property and the addition is further away from the back of this uh, house, the uh, neighbor's property, which is way in the back. They also already have a gravel area in the back in place, as you see on the plat, registered plat in there, that I don't think that would impact so much water going in there. But we have plans for uh, drainage and we will have plans for any kind of um, uh, uh, whether we create a barrier or anything else that this water it ever goes any further than this to impact that that neighbor. Thank you. I'm, she's the homeowner. homeowner. Um, sure. Sure. Six. Why not? Welcome. Thank you for allowing me. Could you speak. could you state your name for the record? Hi, uh, my name is Sahara Jevin. I am one of the homeowners at the property. And so, yeah, to address my neighbor's concern about the drainage towards the towards the back of her house. Um, so we are naturally geographically located at like the lowest point on our street. And so when a downpour comes, the water um, goes towards like the back end of the street. Like if you see that this gravel area where the garden beds are, like on the property, um, like the water just pulls between our property and my neighbor's um, and 1029th Street property. So ever since we took over the ownership, we have tried, uh, we have put some measures into place um, to mitigate that. And we do plan to address that additionally because I would like to either hopefully install some sort of an underground water collection system so I can use it for my garden. Or um, the easiest might just, a way might be to um, have a install underground, what are they called, dry valves that would collect the water coming off of the, um, the drain spouts towards the back of the house and it just address, so the water, if there is a torrential downpour, majority of it gets caught in the drain wells. So, um, and another thing is I have raised the back end of our property. We brought in soil during 2020 when we built out those garden bed areas because that whole area was um, basically covered with like bamboo and trees overgrown trees that just planted themselves. Um, we have brought in additional soil to cover that. Um, her concern is more towards the back circle area where it's kind of hard to see, but the when we had bamboo back there, the bamboo shoots had are reached into their yarn. So her husband dug up the shoots and the holes are still there from there. So, and we have addressed this with them before that where that, if that's where the water is collecting, um, we're planning to build a fence there anyways. Um, we can put another berm, um, just berm it up a little bit higher and add the fence on top of that. So it makes sure our 
the water stays within our property lines. Um, but if you can see from that picture is actually a perfect example. Um, when it goes, like you see where the marigolds and like a little bit of that white flowers are, are that is the lowest point in our yard. Um, that is at least five to six feet away from her, our neighboring property. So, okay. So hopefully this provided additional clarity to that. But comment. your request is for a second, for a two-story rear addition? Yes, and uh, our rear addition is going to, we, we are only covering the area where the uh, concrete pavers are. We're only trying to cover up to that. I don't want to push further back. Uh, one of my, like, you know, the reasons for requesting the addition towards the side of our house, which is why we had to come into the BZA application because it encroaches the side setbacks, was um, is because we don't want to push further back into our yard. I want the yard space and also knowing that, yes, we are um, at the lowest point of our like our street. Um, I don't want any water issues going into our basement or any of that nature. So thank you. So we designed our home to fit to minimize that water. Thank you. Thank you. Miss Mellows. I think Mrs. Clark. I was going to ask if um, a civil engineer had done a study or looked at the area and been provided. Uh, we have shown studies ourselves, but none of this is necessary uh, for the BZA application that we have done. And for this, basically, the reason that is even becoming to a BZA, we stayed parallel to the existing property line, but the uh, non-uniform way of uh, this house, it causes encroachment to the side setbacks. But the, you are, you, I see the rear addition is by right? Yes. I was gonna confirm that with staff that um, yep. the, the, this rear addition does not encroach into the rear setback, just the left side of just the upper left. My yeah, the, uh, the scope of the request does not entail rear setback relief. So the rear setback is considered by right. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, are there any other questions for this applicant? I think we got a speaker. So. Yeah. I because I was just gonna say I have I have some thoughts, but I would like to hear from the um, the speaker before I make my comments. Thank you. Thank you. Is Mr. Osgo here? And I Miss Osgo, sorry. Uh, good evening, BZA members. My name, thank you for your consideration this evening. My name is Rosamunda Osgo, and I live behind uh, the applicant for the special use permit. Our support for the permit is conditional on a water mitigation plan, and I'm asking the board to please make a drainage plan a condition of the permitting for the following reasons. A build out without a drainage plan will increase drainage to our lot. Water runoff from the applicant's property to ours is a significant problem right now. There's no water mitigation on their property today. Water flows directly from their yard to ours, causing significant water issues for us. If you look at exhibit five and six in your packets, there's a straight line of water that runs from the puddles in the application yard to ours. And this has not always been the case. 
um, excess drainage to our lot is the result of modifications the, apl the applicant made, such as making their property slope towards ours rather than away, removing trees and bamboo, and the absence of any corresponding mitigation plan as well. So we learn from our mistakes, which is why I'm here tonight. We want to make sure that this is not repeated or compounded. Exhibit four shows our yard in 2018 before the applicant made modifications and we had no water runoff whatsoever. Exhibits five through, now, through nine show our yard now as a result of constant drainage from the applicant's lot. And it's not a trick, trick, uh, trickle, it's a swamp. To add to this water situation with no mitigation plan would be negligent and unfair to us. Storm management is a hot topic in Arlington, and we're asking the BZA to please make a drainage solution a condition of the permit so we do not get more water runoff. In our letter, we have included the specific language we are requesting. Thank you for your consideration with this request. Thank you. Mr. Are there questions for the speaker? So could your specific request is that um, there be an engineer, a civil engineer study and design of drainage and water management. Is that is that your request? Correct. Have you had an opportunity to discuss this with um, with your neighbor? We have not. I'm actually uh, stupefied that I saw a letter in the package saying that we have agreed to this. Um, it was exhibit two in um, my attachments. There has been no engagement. We actually were kind of sideswiped because um, we did not know that um, applicants had filed plans in December. We did not know that a special use permit was requested. We did not know that letters of support from neighbors were requested in January. None was requested by us, and we stand to be the most impacted by this. Um, the applicant submitted this letter to the BZA, which is an exhibit to my package, stating that we had no concerns with this without even checking with us first. And lastly, we informed the applicants last week in writing of our concerns around drainage and requested information on their drainage plan and they never responded. Okay. Do you feel like um, a discussion with the applicant would be worthwhile? Excuse me? Do you feel that further discussion for you to have an opportunity to discuss this with your neighbor would be worthwhile? Uh, yes and no. I kind of feel we've been sideswiped by this for the reasons I just stated. For instance, having letters of support from everybody except for us. And again, we'd be the most impacted. Nobody else is going to be impacted by the drainage the way we are. And the fact that the applicant took it upon themselves to say that we had no objection to this um, was really stupefying. So I'm happy to talk. I, you know, I've lived in the house for a long time. I think I'm a very neighborly person, but at the same time, I don't think that this has been very forthright. That's why we're asking the county um, to please intervene and make sure that there's a civil engineer study, that there is a drainage plan, and that it's filed with the county and that that's followed. And I think that's a little bit what I heard tonight. We're thinking about doing this, we're thinking about doing that. There are no specifics. So it's really not fair to us. And as you can see, again, it's not a trickle. We're talking about tremendous amount of drainage, tremendous. 
are are you in a position to evaluate their suggestions if they were to to give you an array of possibilities could um, you, are you in a question. position to evaluate whether you would find those acceptable um i mean i'd prefer to leave it to the experts i know a little bit about uh, uh, wells and pumps and um French drains, but certainly not enough, given the quantity of water that's pouring on our lot now and that's that's going to continue. An addition is going to make it worse. I don't feel that I have the expertise to say this would work or not. And I think if somebody could do an analysis, you know, a, a, an expert, that would be much more beneficial. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Chairman. Ms. Freshman. Listening to the discussion and the speaker thus far, it seems to me that there's a breach of outreach and there's also an issue of, uh, of drainage that I don't think a condition can address. So when it comes time, I would suggest a deferral to December during which time um, something very specific with regard to drainage um, in concert with the, the impacted neighbor be undertaken. Does anyone else have any comments or questions or concerns? Ms. Malice. I, I tend to um, agree with Ms. Freshman. Uh, I think the difficulty is uh, evaluating, you know, you've said, you know, you have difficulty evaluating the plan. So it would be incumbent on you to provide expertise from your standpoint um, to evaluate anything that they offered, I, I think. Um, I don't think that the county can certify to you that, you know, they're, you know, somebody makes up a plan, you're still gonna have to evaluate it, right? Um, so it, I, I'm inclined to agree to a deferral with the idea that, you know, you get together with your neighbors and, and come up with specific solutions that you can, you know, both live with, but it would be incumbent on you to whatever expertise you lack in evaluating them that it would, you would have to figure out how to, how to get that. Um, that, that's my view because. Uh, I don't think that we can, as Ms. Freshman said, we can write a condition that would, that we would know the outcome of mm -hmm. and whether that would be a good solution or not. Um, I would not be against a deferral. Um, I, if, if this board were for, forced to vote today, I don't know where we would come out on this one. I think that would be a tough, a tough call. Um, I just want to take, and I don't know, I don't know where I would come out even, but my initial thought would be, you know, one of the, one of the findings we have to make in order to approve a use permit is, would the proposal be detrimental to the public welfare or injurious to property or improvements in the neighborhood? And, you, you know, one of my initial thoughts were that cl clearly there's a drainage problem that pre-existed this project. And so I'm struggling with trying to determine if we allow this project to go forward, will that make the current condition worse or or, yes. or would we be asking this, would we, would we be trying to rectify a past wrong um, with the clear water problem that we have um, on this property? And I'm not sure how to make that that determination, right? 
And so, uh, you know, I don't know, and the applicant can speak to whether there is any hope here to come to some kind of agreed drainage plan, which is probably going to involve um, hiring, you know, a drainage, you know, some cost of getting a proposal for some drainage expert and probably some increased costs as well. But I'm not entirely convinced that this project, you know, you know, this project is not obviously going to be responsible for all the drainage problems on the property, but it is our role to make sure that this doesn't make it worse. I would, I would agree with that. It's, you know, and the buy right part of it, obviously, we can't. But there is a that's, ask that's exactly from right. us, and and to the extent there is an ask from us, that's exactly right. You know, we, you know, we would be contributing to a problem um, in that case. Do you are you following the distinction? Part of this project could be built by right without any permission from us, and and so we're struggling, you know, and that's obviously could be the the larger part of your problem, right? Um, but not all of it is, and so you know the part that we <coughs> could also be you know contributing. Uh, but yes, I, I agree correct. with Ms. Freshman that you know the outreach portion needs some work, um, and that we would have expected that there would be a conversation with with you about the project. I would have expected that as well. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. We appreciate your coming out. Would um, before we defer, I would talk the applicant. That, exactly. I was. I would be interested to hear how the applicant feels about now what this um, what this um, neighbor has had to say, Miss um, Osgo, and, and the um, direction thoughts, that we're taking and and thoughts on the deferral. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the board about um, their opinions about this. But I think the placement of this board is first of all the by right of building this addition on the back and on the side and the left side did not need any of this uh, uh, application or apply for uh, board of zoning. The problem that she experiences right now is not something new. It's something that it exists or pre-existed before this project even go on. And with this project, we are trying to uh, mitigate and uh, placement of drainage to improve upon uh, what we are building uh, for the for the property for the homeowner as well as for the adjacent properties. So I am not opposed to having a condition put in that we improve upon the drainage for it, but uh, I don't think it's fair to the homeowners to ask for deferral to come up with a solution that has nothing to do with the application and the building at, as it stands, because this condition is pre-existent and what she's experienced is pre-existent before the addition even goes up. So, Mr. Chairman, Ms. Mouse. So you, so there's one issue Ms. Freshman raised. You, you did not talk to this neighbor. I'm sorry? You did not talk to this neighbor. Well, the homeowner approached that okay, could not that's... get a hold, a hold of her. All right, that's one. So, number two, you, you say that there are going to be things that you're going to do to make things better. I think that's, I think that's what she's asking for. What we're asking is that you take the time to sit down with her and show her what those things are. Oh. And I'm going to, so I, again, I'm going to say what I just said to the um, 
the rear neighbor, Ms. Osgo, is that one of the findings that this board must make is that the proposal would not be detrimental to the dot 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 injurious or to property or improvements in the neighborhood. And, you know, this board doesn't have the expertise to determine what is or what isn't injurious to surrounding properties. And, you know, you know, there clearly is a water problem on this property that is pre-existing, but adding, you know, square footage of roof that is not permeable like a deck would be is, um, I, I think, would be arguably um, affect that water problem. And if you were to ask this board to go without a deferral and to make a decision tonight, I'm not sure you would like where that decision would go. Again, I have not talked to my colleagues, so I don't know um, what that would be. But we have to we have to proactively make that finding in order to approve this use permit. And I'm I'm not there to make that finding yet. I'm not saying I can't get there, but if I were to ask be asked right now, I would probably lean towards a no. And um, yes, you can take that no and go and build some of this project by right, but you're not here to ask for a by right option. A portion of this uh, application is deck. Uh, that is encroaches to the BZA, uh, to the setbacks. Uh, so it is uh, permeable areas. That is a debt. It's not we're, all that. We're looking at a proposal as a whole, though. We're not. We're not ignoring the by right option and only approving um, the the not by right option. And that's part of the problem that we have as a board. Is that you know separating the two would be almost impossible for us to do. So so we we don't do that. And again, I, you know, I'm just one of four members and my my three esteemed colleagues here could completely disagree with my line of thinking here. Um, but that that's just kind of where, you know, where I'm at is I'm not ready to make that finding um, because I, I believe that, um, you know, a speaker has made a good showing that there's a current problem, but then this is likely to make this problem worse. I can't I can't say that this would not be um, injurious to property or improvements in the neighborhood. If um, my any other colleagues have anything to add to that, um, you, you know, like I said, I, I I I would support a deferral. I probably would not support an approval of this application, and I don't know where my colleagues are. And th thus, I was asking the applicant how he felt about a um, deferral to December, or if he wanted us to take a vote on the merits of this application at the moment. May confer with the homeowners. Thank you. Is, does anyone else on the board have any discussion? Is the discussion with I, the board? I think the discussion is with the board at this point. I've already said my piece. Yes, this is true. I think I think I, I appreciate that the part of the application is by right and but by coming to us with an exception beyond the by right, then you open up a can of worms potentially to um, address existing conditions that otherwise are just sort of left between neighbors to resolve. And um, so I that's why I suggested that it may it may be something they can work out between them and there may not have to be extensive or expensive expertise brought in um but nevertheless i think that um uh, especially since there wasn't any discussion prior to this meeting between the most affected neighbor 
um, there need they need to invest a little more time in sorting it all out and in the process finding um, some 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 creative solutions that address an existing problem that certainly isn't could be exacerbated, but in any case is going to remain existing. Thank you, Ms. Freshman. Um, and I would agree with all, just about all of what you said. <laughs> I would just add that you know I am I am not convinced that this has to solve all of the water problems. But no. my my personal view is is that we we need to be assured as a board that this isn't going to make it worse. And I'm yes. and I'm not there yet. And and some goodwill going to solving some of these water problems, which clearly exist, would probably be helpful as well. Mm -hmm. So that being said, do I have any motions? Mr. Chairman? Ms. Malice? I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals defer the use permit V-11877-23-UP-1 to the December BZA hearing. December 13. Thank you. To the December Second. 13. A motion for a deferral to the December 13th hearing um, made by Ms. Malice, seconded by Ms. Freshman. Any further discussion with the board? Um, Ms. Malice. Uh, I would like, I would hope that this results in some concrete proposals to the, to the neighbor. Um, that's, that's my hope. Um, whether you guys can get there or not will be up to you, but that's what I'm going to be looking for. Thank you. And and that, you know, I think that this board could go either way on this project. And so, um, you know, the the Miss um, Osgo with the water problems might not like what we rule if there's not an agreement and the applicant might not like how this board goes if if uh, if we go with on the other way. And so I would just, you know, encourage all parties to really keep an open mind and work together. Yeah. Thank you. I will call the roll. Uh, Miss Malice. Aye. Miss Freshman. Aye. Miss Clark. Aye. Chair votes aye. Deferral passes four to zero. Mr. Bowen, can you please call uh, number six one one eight seven eight. Yes, Mr. Kaplan. The next case on the agenda is case number V dash one one eight seven eight dash twenty three dash UP dash one. This is a use permit request by Gerardo Perez on behalf of Malone Link and Sheldon Little II, the owners, to permit a left side setback of 3.9 feet to the wall, 2.6 feet to the eaves, instead of 8 feet to the wall, 5 feet to the eaves is required regarding the enclosure of an existing non-conforming carport to an existing one-family dwelling on a corner lot in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 2822 Fort Scott Drive within the Arlington Ridge Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Um, as of the start of this hearing, we had not received any supplemental material for this case. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Do we have any questions for staff on this application? Is the applicant with us? Hello, this is Gerardo Perez. I am uh, the agent uh, speaking on behalf of the owners, Malin Link and Sheldon Little II. Welcome. Would you like to speak to this application? Um, the only thing I would like to say is that we, we do agree with the recommendation um, to adopt uh, the proposed uh, conditions uh, for this use permit. And uh, so I'm also available to answer any questions if the, the staff or the board has them. Thank you. Do we have any questions of this um, applicant? 
Were you the person that collected neighborhood feedback? Um, so I provided Ms. Uh, Mallon um, with the neighborhood outreach form and uh, she they themselves went out and uh, reached out to the to the neighbors. I only see three names. Is, do you yeah. have more than three names? Well, we we reached out to a total of um, of six neighbors, the ones who would be closest to the property. Um, the other three, um, we never, you know, the owner went personally to their homes, but never did we get any contact back from them um, to to provide that to you. But the um, the attempt was made more than once. Mr. Bowen. Um, this um, applicant is asking for a left side setback relief to a closed porch. Can you just clarify with for me on the tax map um, mm -hmm. where the left side is? Yes, just a moment. Let me pull up the plot for the property. It's to the south. Don't tell the left, right. Oh, 2806 <laughs> is the most affected neighbor here. That is correct. Yes. And can, can we Thank see you, pictures Mike. of that again? Of the porch? That we're enclosing. So it is actually mostly enclosed already. It's already closed. It's only lacking windows. It doesn't look like your average <laughs> carport. Right. <laughs> so I guess we're in discussion with the board. Clearly, I've already started. <laughs> um, my, you know, my my thoughts are, you know, normally this board takes really high um, weight to uh, neighborhood feedback. In this case, the most affected neighbor has provided feedback and enclosing what I would consider a mostly enclosed porch already is probably not a huge ask. And so I would be in favor of this and not a deferral. But, but colleagues, do your pleasure. I agree. Motions then. Motion. Please. Virtually. I move, I move the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting use permit V-11878-23-UP1 subject to the conditions listed. I'll second. A motion made by Ms. Freshman for approval, seconded by Ms. Clark. Any further discussion? I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Chair votes aye. Um, motion to pass this use permit passes four to zero. Thank you and enjoy your mostly enclosed carport. <laughs> Thank you so much for your help. Mr. Bowen, I believe number seven, uh, one, one, eight, seven, nine is next. 
Yes, Mr. Kaplan, I agree with that statement. Uh, the next case on the agenda is case number V-11879-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Stephen Tinter on behalf of Ronald and Mary Wang, the owner, to permit a street setback of 7.9 feet to the proposed porch, 7.4 feet to the porch eave, instead of 21 feet to the porch, 19.5 feet to the porch eaves, as required from 27th Street North, regarding the expansion of an existing non-conforming screen porch to an existing one-family dwelling on a corner lot in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 2701 North Greenbrier Street within the Yorktown Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the use permit request with conditions. And as of the start of the BZA hearing this evening, we had not received any supplemental material for this case. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Is there Are there any questions for staff? Mr. Chairman. Ms. Malice. Uh, I guess it really doesn't matter where the front of the house is in this case, because both both setbacks apply. Setbacks are it's the same on both sides of the corner. For zoning purposes, it's always the shorter side that fronts the street, so it would be the Greenbrier street frontage. Yeah. Uh, they're asking for a uh, 7.9, and I was looking at the comps, and also if you look at the tax map, uh, there really is no no place in this neighborhood that has a that narrow a street frontage. The the nearest comps are almost a quarter mile away. I I'm so I, I mentioned that only because not because I think that this is unreasonable, but it you know next time you do a staff report for the neighbor you're going to show that this is <laughs> that this is you know a comparable. And I don't know what the solution around that is. Yeah, I would say we have, you know, kind of an unofficial apology that's been discussed at previous BZA work sessions that we generally keep our um, limit of where we look and consider like the neighborhood, quote unquote, to be about a thousand feet. Right. So if we find stuff within a thousand feet, you know, plus or minus maybe a few hundred feet, um, we put them in the staff report as well. Um, you know, in some cases we do see evidence of, you know, setbacks that do look closer, but unfortunately we don't have plats on file to verify as much. Um, so we put um, the examples we can find and have records for to confirm. So my concern here is, you know, should we adopt this? We, we are setting a precedent, you know, of a very narrow setback to the street in this neighborhood where there's nothing like that already. And and that precedent, then then this property gets used to justify other ones. And in this case, because it's a corner, you know, I, I can see that there's reason that this could be approvable, but mm -hmm. going down the street, right, um, for all the neighbors that are on 27th Street, you know, would they then, would staff then say that they also should be allowed a seven foot, foot nine setback based on this precedent? Perhaps. I mean, it depends on the proposal, depends on, you know, um, what we can find in our records, you know, to confirm, you know, comparable wise, you know, if we could find like if we see an air conditioning unit, we might not, you know, say that's a comparable example to a two story addition or something. But, um, yeah, we would certainly take it into consideration if we have an BZA approval for this project. It, you know, it could be used as an example in future staff reports. That's my question. Just uh, it seems to me that the. the um, I mean, it's a house that predates the zoning, and uh, so we have maybe not a similar exact configuration, but similar kinds of challenges from time to time. 
And it does appear that they're trying to just square off the porch to, um, to line up with the uh, by right addition that they've already put on the back of the house. So I understand Ms. Malice's point, but I, I do think that, um, you know, given the, the odd shape of the lot and the odd um, configuration of the street itself, that it's it's not unreasonable given that the house already exists to um, allow that this uh, extension. Yeah, if the BZA is interested, I can you know provide a follow up comment to that statement as well. Sure. Yeah, really. Um, you know, the closest point of the street setback is, you know, in fact, you know, more or less existing already that is being rebuilt. But really, the relief they're seeking um, is because they're doing an expansion um, in, I would say, inland. You know, to the left of that setback, and you know, the the new work that is being proposed um, is much further from the street. Right. That was exactly. I was just. Uh, I, I hesitated to say sure because I was just about to um, question staff about the. You know, the if if a neighbor wanted to do a 7.9 foot um, setback, um, assuming they had a plat, then this would be a comp anyway, and that this mm -hmm. comp would not be a new comp, at least for that um, sure. left side setback. And for the right side setback, same issue. It's 9.9 .9 feet with the the you know uh, let's say top right corner anyway. And what are we asking for? What's our right side setback? Ask. Sorry, from the street, it's uh, seven point nine feet. Seven point nine. So we're, we are going a little bit smaller on on the right hand side, but not the left hand side, or yeah, whatever. The that's only right. difference is that next time it, come, it shows up, it'll say BZA approved seven point nine. Fair, Fair <laughs> As enough. As opposed to it was built before Fair. the zoning administration. <laughs> Perhaps depending on which records we look at, um, which depending on which plat we pull or which uh, you know application but, comes up first. We could put an asterisk. Uh, on that. Um, I'm sorry, is the applicant with us? We, let's hear from the applicant or the applicant agent. Uh, I'm actually agent. the applicant. Uh, I think the owner's also on the call, so I'd let them Are you handle Mr. it. Mr. Tinter? I'm Mr. Tinter, yes. yes. Up in the building with Cook Brothers. Are you, um, are, are we hearing from both? Or are you speaking on behalf of the applicant? Today? No, I think they were going to speak. I think okay. I, I just had uh, some, some additional stuff. If there was any other questions, I. I Mr. and Mrs. Wang. Hey, good evening. Uh, let me get my camera on here. Hey, uh, my name is Ronald Wang. Uh, on behalf of myself and my wife, Mary, I thank you for your time this evening and appreciate the time that everyone's put in to review this application. Uh, we respectfully request that the board accept the recommendation of the staff report to extend the roof of our existing porch to meet the addition as detailed in the application and has been discussed. Uh, the only additional thing we have to add is that our immediate neighbor to the north at 2705 Greenbrier, it's a rental home. So we didn't initially obtain that owner's signature because they live in Seattle. But since the time of this application, we have actually obtained that signature from that owner. And I believe uh, Mr. Tinter there has a copy of that for you. I, I emailed that to Mr. Bowen uh, today. We got that and uh, he said it was too late to put it into the file, but he said I could bring some copies. So yes. if you'd like, I have signed copies to, to present. Um, Thank you. That have that additional signature. Our new plan worked. Does he have any other comments? Does the applicant have any comments? Do you have any more comments? Uh, I don't. Okay. Did you have any brief additions? 
you know, I, I think that uh, the discussion was exactly what I would have would have pointed out is that there's an existing structure there that's really the most non-conforming that is going to be there, whether the permission is granted. We're just asking to extend it over by about three feet. But I think because of the structural work, you know, to create to redo the screening is why they included that into the, the application. So. Any questions of the applicant or the applicant's agent? Discussion with the board. Motion. Motion, Ms. Freshman. I move the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting use permit V-11879-23-UP1, dash 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 subject to the conditions listed. Write it out. Ms. Clark. Second. <laughs> um, motion made by Ms. Freshman and seconded by Ms. Clark. Is there any discussion? Um, I'll just quickly say that I think this is a pretty close case and I would be inclined to, to vote in favor. But I think it is pretty close. Um, Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Chair votes aye. Um, project passes four to zero for approval. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Bowen, can you please call number eight, which is also uh, V-11880. Yes, Mr. Kaplan, the next case is case number V-11880-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Stephen Tinter on behalf of Kevin and Julie and Meredith, the owners, to permit a street setback of 15.3 feet to the addition wall, 11.1 feet to the addition eaves instead of 25 feet to the wall, 21 feet to the eaves as required from North 8th Street North, regarding a new second-story addition above an encroaching garage to an existing one-family dwelling on a corner lot in the R6 Zoning District on the premises known as 5601 8th Street North within the Bluemont Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the use permit request with conditions. And similar to the last case, we did receive um, some supplemental material that came in at about 3.45 this afternoon, so we did not include it in the packet. And Mr. Tinter, I believe, might have copies for us again. Thank you. Um, are there questions for staff before I hear from the applicant? Ms. Mellis. I do have a question for staff. It's a, it's a general question. Okay. Ms. Ryan, could you bring the pictures back up? While we're gathering thoughts for questions. Mr. Bone, are you ready for questions to be grilled? Yes, I am. <laughs> so where in the zoning ordinance does it describe when something can be modified that is over coverage? And over, um, yeah, it's out of out of whack with the variance. Let's just put it that way. Is there some place that explains under what conditions you, you the applicant does need a variance versus doesn't need a variance to come in and ask for more? Um, Article sixteen, you know, governs nonconformities. So anything to do with nonconformities is regulated by Article sixteen. Um, in addition to that statement, you know, sometimes, you know, the zoning administrator is charged with um, administrating, enforcing, and interpreting the zoning ordinance. So sometimes an interpretation is necessary. 
Um, in terms of nonconformities, they can be evaluated on a, I would say, generally on a case by case basis. Um, and when it comes to nonconformities, so long generally like for a coverage issue, for instance, if the coverage is not increasing, um, regardless if it's nonconforming, if it does not increase by virtue of a proposal, we would not um, consider that to require a variance as a general policy. So it's a, it's it might not be spelled out any place specifically. It becomes a decision. Yes, I would say nonconformities are looked at in a case by case basis in regard to the specific language of Article 16 and compared to it to kind of see how they comply with it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mr. Bowen, I, I, I might have missed this in the staff report. I've had a long week, um, but I am surprised to see these pictures now that are under construction. There's currently a building permit for it, so they can go above by right, and they already have a building permit to go the, over the existing walls. It's the garage and porches. If it's encroaching on certain setbacks, they can't go above by right. In this particular case, they're going above everything but the garage, but this request is to go above the garage. So is that a separate building permit? They would need to apply or do a revision. So, okay, oh, okay. So that's. So they don't have one yet. I understand. They're right. So, request so the current work is not related to what's before us now, just going over the no. garage. Yeah, they're just going over the existing. Most applicants would do that all together and come before us as a package. And also, in their plans, they're showing too, they kind of outlined in blue what's the request for the BZA. And then what's non colored is the addition that they're doing for the building permit. And they have that number listed as well. On the proposed site plan. And I'll add a, a, a quick note to Meg's um, comments. I agree that, you know, an act of revision to the building permit could be pursued, could be pursued after the um, BZA makes a decision on this case. Um, if they approve it, the applicants could pursue an active building permit revision or they have an option to do a separate building permit if they wish. Um, sometimes people's plans depend on kind of how they want to stage construction, their timelines, so they have options. Um, in this case, I believe they might have wanted to do the addition over the main house first and then separately, you know, not delay that project and then separately pursue the approval of the addition of the garage. And I, and I, my, my, um, just for the, my concerns that I'm raising are less to do with this application and more to do with just process. And if I so can comment to that. No, no, I have, I don't have, uh, okay. you're fine, you're fine. Um, because okay. I'm trying to relate this back to a, a other case. So like an, an, if an applicant was working on a project, half by right, half not by right, they could clearly pursue their by right and then tack on the not by right later, just like this applicant is doing. I would agree with that general approach, yes. That's just, we don't see, I don't, I have not seen this happen too often in my two years here now. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm asking these questions. Less, much less to do with about this, this specific application. Thank you. Thank you. Are we ready to hear from the applicant? Please. Hey, uh, I'm Kevin Meredith. I've lived in this house since 2016 with my wife. Um, we appreciate your time and consideration and all the efforts you guys do, but um, I think the, the letter speaks for itself. So happy to answer any questions with my rep Steve here as well. Thanks. Thank you. Are there any further questions or discussion with the board? I think I'm just still pro. Yeah, I, I I think this is approvable. I'm just processing the variance and the fact that we're coming in for a use permit. Um, that we're over coverage and we're coming in for a use permit. And yeah, we're over coverage coming in for use permit. And it's it's really, but we're just building over something that is an existing setback, right? 
That's Correct. And yeah, Article 16 governing nonconformity says you can build straight up over building walls with the exception of, you know, the existing porches and garages. So the addition of the garage requires the use permit for setback relief. So this case was not a judgment call for you. This is poly standard policy. Yeah. And for us, it was a pretty standard case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're not a... We're a little slow, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we don't see. We don't. We don't see, I can't remember seeing something like this before. Well, sometimes, right? I mean, often if there's a nonconformity, you know, you have to come in with a variance if you're going to do anything for it. But in, in this case, we're, you know, if we were adding square foot, we would be coming in yeah. for a variance. But we're not adding a square foot, so mm -hmm. yes. we were very careful with like the front overhang right. it, it, because really, it, it's an interesting case because we didn't we didn't realize that it was going to even need the use permit right. because. It's an unfinished attic now above the garage, and it's going to be unfinished attic. There's no basement in this house, so that's what we're doing. We're trying to make it just fit the, the scale of the house a little more. But we were very careful even not to put posts down on the front right. porch because we knew that would make it a a porch instead of an overhang. And there, we sent pictures, and I don't know if they made it in, but before pictures, uh, I printed them because I didn't see them with the material. But the overhangs that that we're asking to put on the front porch was exactly what was there before. We just couldn't keep it and kind of grandfather it because of right. the way the roof was built. We had to cut it off to rebuild it. So again, it's a self-supported structure, no bigger than what was there. Uh, and the other overhangs are actually we're bringing back. If you look at the picture here, the garage overhang is about four feet. We're bringing it back. So lessening that front encroachment, I think, overall. And I know, I know um, we often give these warnings when applicants are close to their allotted coverage. Obviously, we are over coverage, and um, this board would um, find a variance probably a lot harder to give. And I know um, my experience with Cook Brothers, you are well aware of that. So um, don't don't go over. <laughs> a remarkable change on this. Mr. Chairman. Ms. Malice. Are you prepared to make a motion? Please go ahead. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit B-11880-23-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed. I'll second. Second. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Ms. Malice. Um, seconded by Ms. Clark. Any further discussion? Ms. Uh, I will call the roll. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Freshman? Aye. Clark? Aye. Chair votes aye. Passes four to zero. Good luck. Thank you very much. Two in a row for you. Thank you. Mr. Bowen, um, I believe this board previously uh, approved number 91881 uh, one, one, eight, eight, one, and number 101881. One. So that brings us to number 11 as our next case, V-11882. Mr. Kaplan, I agree with that statement. Uh, the next case on the agenda that is not a case that we earlier approved was case number V-11882-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Andy and Adriel Custer, the owners, to permit a street setback of 15 feet to the proposed deck instead of 21 feet as required from North Pershing Drive regarding a new front deck addition to an existing one-family dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 3407 North Pershing Drive within the Ashton Heights Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the use permit request with conditions. Please note that we did receive supplemental material for this case that came in after the application packets were assembled and printed. This is a letter of support from a neighbor. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Are there questions for staff for this application? Ms. Mallon. Um, 
What's the difference between a deck and a stoop when it's in the front of the house? This is being referred to as a deck. Are there different rules for decks than stoops? I will be happy. I believe we have definitions for both in the zoning ordinance, so I'll pull it up and get the exact language for you. Okay. And is there a difference in how they're treated, you know, the rules? Because the, the ordinance requirements that are in our staff report, I think, well, yeah, they've referred everything. So just wondered why we called it a deck and not a stoop. Yeah, we get, um, there's a, a subsection of the zoning ordinance, which is the one that's cited in the staff report, which has a large variety of exceptions that get a general four foot encroachment into required setbacks. Is the applicant with us? I am. Mr. Custer. Yes. Would you like to speak to your application? Uh, so basically we wanted to cover over the concrete steps, as you can see in the photos, uh, with a small 45 square foot deck um, with would then have additional steps, which would lead towards the street itself, uh, which got us into the setback situation. Um, the primary reason for doing it, we've been in the house for about 50 years, but the um, we've always fretted over the safety of those steps leading right up to that front door. And the um, so the entry deck will allow you to reach a level, actually open the door, manipulate around and and enter safely and, and efficiently. And um, basically it, that's what we're asking for. Thank you. Do we have a questions for this applicant? Ms. It looks like you have absolutely no landing outside your front door. Is that true or is that just an illusion? Uh, there is no landing at that door. That it's was, just, uh, this This is an old Sears house. It was, uh, the front porch was enclosed when we purchased it in 1978. It had already been enclosed. And the, um, um, so the steps were just like this. It's been that way ever since. And uh, we've we've fretted over it. We worry about trick or treaters. We worry about surprisingly solicitors, anyone that might uh, be approaching there and trying to come in. If you look closely, you'll note that we've actually removed the glass from that front storm door, uh, so that when the door itself yep. opens, you can just step Sorry. directly into the into the enclosed porch. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with that problem. <laughs> uh, any, thank you. Mm -hmm. Any information on from for staff on decks versus? Yes, deck? I have those definitions ready. And I pulled them up on the screen. Okay, thank um, you, Matt. Great. I'll read it now. Um, a deck is a flat, unenclosed platform that is supported by post. And then moving ahead a few pages in our definitions to stoop. A stoop is a raised platform that serves as the entrance to a building, may be roofed over, has no supporting post, and is not enclosed. Go back to deck for a minute. A flat, unenclosed, that is supported by posts. Is that from below or above? Uh, from below. From below. Okay, because I, I also see there's a condition here that says the front deck shall not be further built over or enclosed. Mm -hmm. And that's so they Meaning would, we can't put a roof on it. You can't put a little awning on it. Correct. You know, right. like people yeah. often have 
that I assume the applicant does not want to put a roof on it. There, there is no intention to do so now. So, so why did you choose deck instead of stoop? The stoop, you know, he would have had more flexibility to to build over. Can you scroll back down to stoop? I think in other case, Miss Malice. Posts is that the difference? This is probably would have proposed a condition if it, even if it was technically classified as a stoop because it wasn't supported by posts, we'd still would have imposed or suggested a condition um, that it not be built, further built over and closed. That's a pretty standard language that we recommend as our condition. On a porch, yes, but on a stoop, really, this can't be a stoop because if they're adding by posts. Yeah, if they're adding eaves or brand new eaves or that roof, that would encroach into the required twenty-one foot setback. So in this case, this. Um, deck is proposed to be 15 feet away so that if there was eaves proposed, that would also need to be advertised as well and shown in the proposal. All right. This is a, just an education. <laughs> Thank you. Right. We're just trying to, you know, if the applicant were wanting a port, this could be a two for one, but he has clearly indicated he does not. Okay. So any um, motions? Sure. Miss Freshman. Board of Zoning Appeals approved the attached proposed resolution granting use permit V 11882 23 UP1, subject to the conditions listed. Second. A motion made by Ms. Freshman and seconded by Ms. Clark. Hearing no further discussion, I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Chair votes aye. Um, the porch, not a stoop, passes four to zero. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Bowen, where are we at here? We are at 82. Um, number 12, V-11883. I agree that we're at that same location. So the next case is case number V-11883-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Bryce Enterprises, LLC, the owner, to permit a right side setback of 2.3 feet to the addition wall and eave instead of 10 feet to the wall, 6 feet to the eave as required, to permit a left side setback of 8.9 feet to the wall instead of 10 feet to the wall as required, to permit a total aggregate side yard width of 11.2 feet instead of 18 feet as required, regarding after-the-fact approval for a two-story right-side addition with basement and two-story rear addition with basement to an existing one-family dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 5712 26th Street North Leeway Overly um, Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Please note that we had an additional neighbor who signed up to speak on this item um, by the names of Wells Harrell, but I believe we received a subsequent um, notice that he would not be able to speak tonight. Do you know if he's speaking for favor or against? And we do not know what yeah. his comments were going to be. Okay, thank you. He lives over 4,000 feet away from the subject property. Okay, just for reference. Maybe the applicant will know. Um, is the applicant, applicant is with us. Would you like to speak? Yes, sir. Um, this is just simply a rebuild. We did not touch the basement. Uh, during the construction process, we discovered a significant termite damage. Um, my team, uh, yes, please go back. Yeah, um, so all of that was existing. I do believe I submitted to the board pre-existing conditions. We simply repaired. Uh, had I known all of this, I would uh, uh, ask for approval first. We do have obtained the 12 signatures uh, from 26th Street. We have signature from 27, uh, 5723, 5719, um, and 5715, 5716, 5708. 
per staff recommendation. We also knocked on the door on 25th Street, which is directly behind us. Uh, 5723 on 25th, 5719 on 25th, and 5715 on 25th. In addition to that, we also have obtained a signature um, on 26th Street, 5727, 2704, 5711, 5700, and 2537 from Lexington Street. Thank you. Um, questions for the applicant? Sure. Oh, please. But, but you, it doesn't look like you got a signature from your rear neighbor. Is that, is that true? Yes, we have uh, been there twice. Yes, we have been there twice. Unfortunately, we uh, we could not get hold of anyone, but we do have the signatures from directly across the street where um, they they're going to have to look at the home every single day. And we do have this neighbor signature to the left, to the right, and everyone on the entire street, along with the properties behind to the left and to the right. And one more question. Did you write the statement of justification? Uh, yes, yes, ma'am. In it, you say that the BZA process has called, caused a hardship. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you go on that, you know, it's become an eyesore and because it's unfinished and the, there's rot due the plywood being exposed. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I'm looking at your application to the BZA mm -hmm. and it says that you applied in August, you were granted, you were accepted in September and here you are in October. Mm -hmm. Do you think that two months is an unreasonable period of time? Uh, no, I, I do not. And uh, personally, that's just because I'm very unex, uh, inexperienced with the Arlington BZA process. It certainly wasn't a, a bad remark. It's just that um, we had a couple of neighbors who were asking, inquiring, when are we going to do something with the side porch? Uh, because all of the neighbor on 26th Street uh, have uh, the similar porch. Uh, same thing with the neighbor to the left and neighbor to the right, along with a couple of properties down. And when I was knocking on the doors and all the neighbor was just asking when I can finish the, uh, when we are able to finish the project, that's all. So in that two-month period, it caused rot of the plywood? Uh, yes. If you go back to the pictures, and obviously you had to know, uh, which is, you know, if there's the next time, and I will certainly not uh, do that way, but you can see there was a brand new plywood that put in there. You can see the aging on the exterior plywood per inspector's request. Do not touch anything on the, on the right-hand side. So right now, uh, there is a certain wood rods, and then we'll have to replace that. So when when did the inspector tell you to stop work? Uh, in July. So, okay, so I, yeah. I I I um, I had a conversation with uh, Mr. Bowen. Um, he went talked to the zoning staff, and by at the end of July, early August, we were recommended to go to we we were uh, told to go to the BZA process. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Mr. Bowen, we, we, I assume we don't know when the original approval for that porch that is being remade was, is that correct? Uh, the one that's being replaced? Yes. I do not know that offhand. Um, I, I believe it may have been, um, and perhaps Mr. Coo can, um, 
correct me. I believe it might have been original to the house, and I can look up uh, in real estate assessments data when the house okay. was built. No, yes, sir. That the side porch was um, was uh, I guess it came with a house from original uh, built because okay. uh, as you, if you go down the street, um, you will see everyone has a similar setup. Great. Any uh, more questions, discussion, or motions? Motion. Please. I move the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting use permit V 11883 23 UP1 subject to the conditions listed. Second. Uh, another um, use permit uh, motion by Ms. Freshman and seconded by Ms. Clark. Any further discussion? I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Chair votes aye. Um, use permit passes four to zero. Enjoy your porch. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mr. Bowen, I believe um, we have previously approved 13 and 14, 11884 and 11885. So that brings us to our 15th and final case for the night, uh, V-11886-23-UP-2. I am in agreement with that statement, Mr. Kaplan. Uh, the Last case on the agenda for this evening is case number V-11886-23-UP-2. This is a use permit request by Steve Inch on behalf of Kelly Valancourt and Steven Strobeck, the owners, to permit a left side setback of 7.4 feet to the wall instead of 8 feet as required and a total aggregate side yard width of 18.7 feet instead of 21 feet as required regarding a two-story left side addition over an encroaching garage, a two-story front addition, a new stoop, and the expansion of a second stoop, excuse me, expansion of a second story in the R8 zoning district on the premises known as 2241 North Vermont Street within the Donaldson Run Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Please note there is supplemental material on this case that came in after the application packet was assembled and printed. This is a letter from the applicant requesting to be moved um, in the order of the agenda. And we also have um, additional speakers who have signed up to speak on this case, including Aaron Parker, David Stanley, and Carl Sears. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Do we have questions for staff on this application? Could you just clarify why why this why we've seen this twice? I mean, my recollection, I, I looked for differences. I think Mr. Um, Kaplan did send an email to that um, explanation. I just am buffalo. I'm mean, just, I can't imagine what the rationale is to go through a separate application and pay another fee. Um, there are no changes, is that correct? Yeah, I'd be happy to let the applicant, um, you know, chime in as to their rationale. My understanding is that they would prefer to be heard in October rather than wait till November. And um, since there was no changes to the application once we received it, you know, it was um, not too much of an issue to just re-add it to the docket since we hadn't advertised for um, the October hearing yet. Um, the only change substantively made to the application is last month um, you noted that there was kind of a missing or an incomplete seal on the plat, and the applicant has resubmitted a new plat with a seal. Well, I think was it not heard for neighbor support? Correct. Um, I believe the primary reason for the deferral was neighborhood support, but in conversation with the board, um, you did note that the, the plat was missing a seal or is partially missing a seal. And my memory is, is that we also deferred this to November because we had a full agenda tonight as opposed to putting it on tonight's agenda. So now we have two cases for two applications for one case. 
So can we choose which one we're going to hear? I would say yeah, the same options on this case you have with any case, you know, approval, denial, or deferral. Um, there's, you know, a variety of things that could happen. If you were inclined to approve this case tonight, um, we would probably confer with the applicant that they wish to administratively withdraw their case from the November agenda and we would remove it from that docket. And and I'll point out just um, for my colleagues, um, this is also an issue we could address in our bylaw future discussions that will be coming shortly. Any other discussion before I ask to hear from the applicant? No, let's keep moving. Keep moving. Please. Good evening. Uh, Steve Inch on behalf of uh, Kelly and Stephen, um, the owners who are here with us tonight and, and also the family. And as uh, Blake mentioned, a num number of neighbors. Uh, Blake's right. There is a uh, consideration to the um, the planning that went into this large of a project and the um, the moving parts that are involved with the family of four and their arrangements to be out of the house. So there was implication uh, financially and otherwise that made it very important to kind of keep this process moving. So we uh, appreciate that. And uh, as Blake also mentioned, it gave us the opportunity to really clean up our application. Uh, there was a seal. There was discussion uh, that we we didn't have a seal. Um, we we basically cleaned it up and, and made it more. Uh, I I would say um, very clear of what we're asking for, which is a uh, uh, <clears throat> on behalf of the neighbors and and the the owners. Um, from a construction standpoint, we plan to build this addition over an existing garage, which has been mentioned tonight. Uh, that small portion of the garage is over a side yard setback, which is at 7.4 feet rather than the eight, eight feet. So we're talking about a 7.6 inch uh, variance there. All of our finished space will um, take the place of an old screened in porch and also stay completely within the existing uh, footprint of the garage below. Uh, as the staff uh, uh, research states, we found that this won't, uh, this will be similar with the compatible uh, development of past projects in the surrounding area, have no negative effect on the health and safety of anyone in the neighborhood, as I'm sure they're ready to also attest to, have no negative effects on the public welfare, um, will not conflict with any master plans, and it will not conflict with any natural landforms. Uh, I, I mentioned from the family and neighborhood perspective, this addition adds an additional bedroom that allows this family of four to stay in the neighborhood and not move. And also the family and neighbors are very happy with the solution to not completely tear down the home uh, and build from new. Uh, again, thank you for your time. And uh, with that, I believe also the homeowners and uh, of course the additional speakers would like to speak. Thank you. Any questions for this, um, the agent, before I uh, bring up the applicant? Applicant. Hi, good evening. Hi. My name is Steven Strobach. Um, I'm speaking today on behalf of myself, my wife, my two lovely kids, Sam and Anna, um, about the property at 2241 North Vermont Street. Um, we love this neighborhood. We enjoy uh, living here. It is our hope and wish that we can raise our kids in this area. And really why I'm up here is um, on behalf of my son, who is sharing, a, he's six, and he's sharing his room with his four-year-old sister. 
And this project is going to give him his own room. So he would very much like me to advocate on his behalf and uh, hope that we can get this approved so that he can get his own bedroom. Thank you. Next time, I think he needs to advocate for himself, but. Fair enough. Yeah, he didn't think he could reach the microphone. <laughs> it lowers. Yeah, okay. Um, do we have questions for the applicant? Thank you. Okay. I see we have three speakers. Uh, is Mr. Uh, Ms. Parker here? Board of Zoning Appeals, and I thank you for your time and your service. I know it takes a lot of work to do what you all do. Um, I'm Erin Parker, a resident of North Vermont Street in the tight-knit Donaldson Run community. Stephen and Kelly are amazing neighbors, and we share the common bonds of friendship, neighborhood, and our boys are best friends. If poor Sam doesn't get his own bedroom, he's moving in with us, as he's declared multiple times, <laughs> which would be okay. <laughs> um, we are absolutely thrilled that they were able to find a solution for the home to keep them in our neighborhood. Um, furthermore, there is a construction solution that for the home that does not involve any demolition, and is in it is in keeping with the look and feel of our street. Um, it has no impact on any of our neighbors who so wholeheartedly want them to stay in our very tight-knit street neighborhood. Um, I ask that the BZA grant their project as proposed and in an expedited manner to relieve the distress and the disruption in this wonderful family's lives. I coach these boys on a, on a soccer team and um, I see the stress and I want, I want them to be able to move forward. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Mr. Stanley. My name is David Stanley. We live at uh, 2245 North Vermont Street. My wife and I, Jane Stanley. Uh, I just wanted to go on record and make it clear to the board that uh, we fully support the setback that's proposed on our neighbor's house. And I urge you all to approve it and move forward for their benefit and the neighborhood's benefit. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Sears. Hello. Welcome. Good evening. Um, I'm Carl Tears, and I'm the next door neighbor of Kelly and Steve and their exceptional children. Uh, we've known them for at least six, seven years. Um, they're they're great people. Uh, let me say that I've lived in Arlington since 1988, and in 35 years, I've seen a lot of changes, a lot of growth here. My wife, Sheila, who's here, and I raised, uh, we've owned the home that we're in now next door to <clears throat> Stephen Kelly um, since 2008, 15 years. 
We raised our son Ryan here. He went to Taylor and local public schools, got a great education. We're a tight-knit neighborhood. <clears throat> we know people up and down the street, old-timers, newcomers, a lot of dog walkers, kids, people with exciting, interesting lives. And we're here to really fully support uh, Kelly and Steve's use permit. Uh, they're professionals. They're great parents. They're always friendly and helpful. And if we did not see them able to move forward with their modifying their house, otherwise to see them leave, I think would be a loss to our county. I support build up, not tear down, as the best way to build up our community, not cave to those more interested in profit than people. Kelly and Steve are here working hard. They're raising kids, they're settled in, and they want only for their house to meet their family needs. That builds up Arlington and strengthens our community, and that's why I'm here supporting them. Thank you. Discussion with the board. Motions. Motion. Ms. Freshman. I move Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached res proposed resolution granting use permit V-11886-23-UP2, dash 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 subject to the conditions listed. Second. A motion made by Ms. Freshman and seconded by Ms. Malice. Um, before I call the roll, um, I just want to say that, that, you know, when we got this application last month, it, we, you know, the, I, I think I can speak for the board that it wasn't that we had issues with the application itself, just the completeness. And um, I would like to thank the applicant for giving us this um, complete application and a thorough presentation of your neighbors. And also would like to thank everyone for, for you know, staying so late in order to complete this application. Um, Ms. Fre Ms. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Chair votes aye. Um, this application passes four to zero. Congratulations. Good perseverance. I, I assume we'll be withdrawing the uh, next case for next month. <laughs> Unless you want a second approval. <laughs> Do you need an email for that, Mr. Bone? Ms. Mallets, yes. Um, we're gonna. We have some more business to attend to. No one here needs to stay unless you have business to attend to. But we're gonna take a five-minute recess. Ah. Miss, Miss Freshman, are you gonna hang around? Well, yeah, I guess so. But I, I fear that you're gonna add another thirty minutes. That's not gonna work for me. We, we have a, we have a bathroom break. Okay. Unavoidable. Apologies for the delay. I know you all have been waiting patiently for several hours or years. <laughs> Hey, that's not, we're not gonna, that's not acceptable.
Yeah, I did. think so? I mean, she's still online. Oh, okay, we have a uh, four members back. Um, I understand that we have additional business in terms of a speaker slip received on the order of Mr. Blakely. Is that correct? Yes, we've received uh, a speaker from uh, Mr. Blakely as well as a Mrs. Myers. Okay. Um, let's start with Mr. Blakely. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Can you hear me? We can. Very good. I can hear you as well. Mr. Chairman, I'm my name is Craig Blakely. I'm an attorney and I represent Donald Myers and Moriah West Myers. His wife. I'm sorry. Can you either speak louder or speak closer to your microphone? See if I can scoot up. That's much better. Thank you. Uh, OK, I'm as I said, I'm Craig Blakely. I'm an attorney and I represent. Uh, Donald Myers and his wife, Moriah West Myers. They are both uh, physically present in the boardroom this evening. I'm here pursuant to the board's resolution of September 12th of this year, which grants parties that have been wrongfully prevented from appearing before the BZA the right to appear at a regularly scheduled meeting such as this evening's so that the BZA may take appropriate action to schedule a public hearing on their appeals. On May 11th, 2022, Mr. Myers filed an appeal to the BZA of the April 13 decision of the zoning administrator regarding various zoning and related issues relating to the location of 1425 North Quincy Street in Arlington, which was proposed as a temporary bus depot by Arlington County. The Quincy, Suites, uh, Quincy Street site was subsequently approved by the county and continues to the present time as, uh, as being uh, used as a bus depot. On May 13th, 2022, Mr. and Mrs. Myers filed an appeal application with the BZA concerning the same zoning determination. Mr. Myers' appeal was canceled, denied, by Mr. Blake Bowen on May 12. Mr. and Mrs. Myers' appeals 
were canceled by Mr. Bowen on May 18th. They were canceled for the same reason, because Mr. Bowen found that they did not appear to be aggrieved parties with legal standing. I should note that the Myers home is immediately adjacent to the temporary bus terminal, and because of the proximity of that terminal to their home, the Myers are subject to noise, fumes, and light generated by the bus depot. I should also note that in his decisions, Mr. Bowen did not provide any analysis of the reason for his conclusion that they lacked standing. He merely stated that they authorized, they, rather that they lacked standing. Pursuant to the board's resolution of September 12, the board found that Mr. Bowen was not authorized to deny those applications on behalf of the BZA. Accordingly, on behalf of Mr. and Mrs. Myers, I would like to ask that the board hear their appeals, ideally at its next meeting on November 15. I would also like to uh, reserve the right for them to uh, support the appeal applications by supplementing them uh, in, in support of the, the applications by additional events that have taken place uh, prior to the filing of those applications. And because of the length of time that has passed since the filing of the applications, which has been over a year and about a year and a half, I would like to ask for permission to have them review the appeal materials just to make certain that they are full and complete. Mr. Chairman, I also note the provision in the resolution that directs the zoning administrator to, and I'm quoting, forthwith transmit to the full BZA all the papers constituting the record upon which any application, any appeal application was filed, regardless of merit or standing between March 2022 and the date of that resolution. And I would like to... Uh-oh. Miss Freshman is still moving, so it's done. Are you, are you able to contact him and tell him to call in? Mr. Bowen probably has a call-in number. Yes, there is a call-in number and we can pull it up on screen as necessary. Mr. Chairman. Ms. Freshman. Did you already approve the minutes? We, um, I think um, we have additional changes to the minutes, so we're going to defer them till the next meeting. Okay. I don't, I don't think so. I think it just waits. Can I uh, address the group? <clears throat> Please. Given the, the delay here, I, um, I'm i going to check out, but I will express, express my support for hearing the appeal. Um, I 
I, I'm uncertain about whether or not November is appropriate, even though that may be what they want, because it sounds like there's going to be a lot of material to um, review. And I don't know what the filing deadlines and whatnot are, are um, but I don't object to the, to the hearing the case when the time comes. And if the, if the agenda for November is not too long, then and you and everyone feels as if they have adequate time to review the materials, then that's fine. But I um, anyway, that's that's my thing, and I'm good. And so you have my proxy, and you have three people anyway, so that should work. Yeah, um, Miss Freshman, we are clearly going to be down, <coughs> Miss Arthur's, and yourself shortly. Do you? Um, if, if we want to set this for a separate night, do you have any date proposals for a separate? Mr. Chairman, this is, this is Craig Blakely calling in by phone. Hey, Mr. Blakely, uh, hold on one second while we wrap up a discussion. I mean, are you discussing a separate meeting as opposed to the regular meeting? The regular one, because um, my discussion with Mr. Bowen before the meeting about November schedule says November might have picked up a couple more cases. Yes. Well, my uh, concern would. My concern would be um, the Thanksgiving holiday, and you know right. that when are you going to put in another meeting before the December meeting? <laughs> yeah, I think that that might be. Um, but I you, agree. I mean, I think that it, you know appeals typically um, take an hour at a minimum, if depending on the number of. of speakers so in a perfect world a separate night might be good but i think i mean you can you can always survey people and figure out right. you know when when all the rest of our county obligations aren't meeting and mr mr bowen we would need um advertising for 14 days is that correct sorry please repeat the question to to advertise this hearing we would need 14 days yes approximately 14 days at a minimum okay so we just need 14 days notice so um we can work on scheduling it offline because we just need to pick a date and schedule in 14 days early so we'll have a discussion with the blakeleys the myers staff and we won't pick a firm date but we'll pick a, a window and then i will and coordinate I, everyone to figure I, that out i look forward to your final decision thank you cheers thank you so much Thank you for joining us and helping us wrap up um, a bunch of these cases. Without you, we would have had a lot more deferrals. So I, uh, you, have, you have the chair's gratitude. Uh, you're very welcome. Take for care. For whatever that's worth, whatever that's worth to you. Cheers. <laughs> have a good week. Okay, sorry, Mr. Blakely, we lost you mid-sentence. Uh, yeah, it sounds, Mr. Chairman, like things have been satisfactorily resolved in, in my absence and that the determination is made, as you just said, to go forward and offline arrange a satisfactory hearing date. And, and that's really all that I was concerned with. Thank you. Um, so um, just so you're aware, um, we lost a board member who had to um, sign off for a pre-existing commitment, but we still have a quorum, so we are still free to act. Okay. Mr. Chairman, I don't have anything uh, left to say unless anyone has any questions for me. Um, you, Couple issues. Um, you raised that you wanted the um, your appeal reviewed for co completeness from staff. Is that is that correct? I, I wanted the chance, given the given the um, given the fact that there's been, I think, a year and five months more or less between the passage, the filing of sure. the appeal, and the 
uh, and the current time. I'd like an opportunity for, in the presence of staff or whatever, but for uh, Mr. and Mrs. Myers to review the ap application materials just to make sure that they, they are complete in terms of where they are now versus what they filed. I'm, I'm assuming they are, but I think given the passage of time, it would be prudent to give them that opportunity. Mr. Bowen, has this application been reviewed for completeness? Um, there was a series of appeals filed, so it depends on um, which request you're referring that's a to. Good, that's a very good question. Um, which, Mr. Mr. Blakely, for the record, can you state which appeals you're representing? Do you, do you know the appeals number or the parties? I do, and if you will hang on just a minute. Uh, the appeals, one is uh, by Donald Myers, and it's ZAPP. Two two dash zero 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 four, and the other is uh, an appeal application by Donald H Myers and Mariah A West Myers, and the appeal number is ZAPP two two dash zero 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 seven. Yeah, so like at the moment we're talking with Mr. Blakely, um, we can recognize you after we're finished the conversation. Sorry, are you guys on the same page or do you have a difference in terms of what Mr. Blakely would? No. Thank you for presenting to us. The president of the BDSCA is out of the country at the moment, has coordinated with the executive. Uh, committee of the uh, BBSCA. BBSCA as well would like to appeal its appeal. Do, uh, do, do we have, Blakely represent? Do, do we have do we have anything authorizing you to represent to to? Okay, well let's finish with Mr. Blakely and then we could address your concerns. Uh, in, in answer to your question that I heard, I do not represent the BBSCA. I only represent uh, Mr. and Mrs. Myers. So you represent Mr. Myers and Mr. and Mrs. Myers. I do, correct. In okay. these two appeals that you've cited, okay. Yes. Mr. Bowen, do you feel that um, an, a further completeness check on these two appeals need to be conducted? What or or why don't you what do you give me your thoughts on what that that ask? Generally speaking, every appeal that comes to um, county staff for consideration by the BZA is reviewed in conjunction with the zoning administrator and the county attorney's office. So I would like the opportunity to confer with them for their thoughts on the completeness. Sure. That's fair. And I believe, Mr. Chairman, as I said, given this is a very unusual, I would yes. assume, situation. And as a consequence, I think the applicant again, in the company of staff or whatever, should be permitted a chance to review it as well. To make that, sure that all of the information that they filed is actually there. So, Mr. Bowen, is that is that what would typically happen? In terms of our involvement? Yes. Would you typically review um, an application with the applicant for completeness? Or how does that, I, I, don't, I don't know how this would normally work. Depending on the type of application, um, any use permit or um, variance application, we do the completeness check and communicate directly with the applicants. Um, appeals are a little bit different. Um, right. know, as I said, they involve generally involve the county attorney and the zoning administrator. Um, and so 
completeness check comments may come from me or they may come from um, that, that office. I would say probably in the vast majority of cases, they would come from me ultimately. And so can 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 we expect you to um, and your office to do a review of the completeness? And if something is missing or not complete, you can be in contact with Mr. Blakely and somehow um, communicate back and forth with what what that what the completeness is because they're they're concerned that the they they want I think they want to know what is in, exactly in their appeal. Yeah, as the applicants, I think it is appropriate for us to potentially offer the opportunity for that. Um, because this is an unusual circumstance, as you mentioned, um, I would like the opportunity again to review with the county attorney as well as the zoning administrator. Mr. Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman, a question for Mr. Blakely: are, are you concerned that the materials that you've submitted are not complete, or are you concerned that you have not met all the requirements for an appeal? Well. First of all, I was not representing Mr. and Mrs. Myers at the time the appeals were filed, but I am concerned not that the appeal applications are incomplete, but that perhaps some of the materials that they filed are not accurately are are not completely reflected in those files. So I would given the unusual circumstances, I would like the opportunity for them to review uh, the materials to make sure that it is complete. Is there any reason they can't simply file? their complete package um well i think they have filed their complete package but they had 30 days um from the determination letter to file their appeal so they can't just refile their appeal but to to the extent i'm going to interpret what mr blakely is asking for our permission to amend their appeal um i would be willing to grant that mr mr chairman particularly do you expect that there will be a, a staff report on the on the appeal yes yes Absolutely. Okay. So we would like the opportunity to, to respond to that. Yes, I think, I mean, I think so, that that would be our norm, the so, normal appeals process. Yeah, I think, yes. The So perhaps you're asking procedural question on, on how appeal actually, after it's filed, what happens? Um, because I, I can just say from our standpoint that, you know, the staff prepares their case and the applicant prepares their case and the applicant's case, you know, be it a summary with exhibits or whatever is included in that staff report so that both sides of the appeal come to us in a one package. Is that, there, it, there has I to be some coordination for that to happen. Right. I, I understand that. But uh, what I was asking was the opportunity to uh to amend the the appeal if necessary because there have been you know it's been been the passage of a year and five months as well as to have the opportunity to respond to any issues that are raised in the staff report if there are new issues that the staff perceives that we don't or that we didn't then i would like the opportunity to address that so that we have we have that in advance of the meeting so that we have the opportunity to address that in writing so part of this you're going to have to work with staff but um, the answer is yes. You you would have access to the staff report before you appear at the hearing, for sure. Right. And and okay. as they would have access to whatever materials you're going to bring. Right. I, Mr. Bone, I I assume that for any appeals, the process would be that the you know uh, staff generates their position with the county attorney's office, then the uh, appellant would re generate their response to that, and all of that is bundled up for the BZA. 
Yes, in many ways, I would say the appeal process works similarly to the use permit variance process. Um, our staff report would typically be published approximately a week before the hearing, um, and that would be for um, you know both the applicants um, as well as just for general public review placed online um, for you know review by anyone really who's interested in the matter. Um, and at that time, you know, we would be um, open to receiving supplemental materials as we do with uh, BZA use permit and variance requests as well. Mr. Blakely, is that sufficient? I would still prefer Mandy. the opportunity to respond in writing, but as long as I see it, I, I guess that is satisfactory. But I, I would like the opportunity in effect to file because the staff is seeing our, our submission and they're responding in writing to that. I would like, in effect, the opportunity to respond to the staff in writing. In effect, a, a reply pleading, if you will, since the staff is responding in yes. writing to ours. Yes. I would and like I, the chance to respond in writing to them. And and from from what I understand from what Mr. Bowen has just said, that um, their their briefing, as as in my language, would be um, posted uh, a week prior to any hearing, so that you would have a week to then post your response, and then we would have the hearing. Okay. All right. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I have I have one other question, which is Mr. Bowen referred to consulting with the county attorney's office. And the question in my mind is, it was my understanding that the board had engaged its own counsel, Martin Krim. And I just wonder, under those circumstances, whether the county attorney should be involved in this process or whether it should be Mr. Krim. Um, so Mr. Krim represents the BZA as a board, not the county. And you're appealing a decision from the county. So the county is your adverse party. I see. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, okay. So my sense, right? So, so my sense is, is as I think is clear, or this board's sense, which I think is clear from our resolution, is that um, this board needs to act on any appeals filed. This appeal was filed back in May of 22. And I believe I don't have the the exact uh, the the Virginia code requires this board to take a hearing within 60 days of when the appeal was filed. Um, although there is there is case law that says that that 60 day time period does not is not determinative. Nonetheless, this this board, I believe, should act um, as quickly as is is possible in order to get this hearing as we're over a year um, from the filing. Um, and so I would like to turn the discussion to timing. It seems that, um, well, let me ask Mr. Blakely, what is your hopes and desires for a timing of a hearing? Well, Your Honor, we, not Your Honor, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, got promo I got promoted today. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's sort of reflexive on my part. You know, I, unfortunately, I, I either use it with the judge or with my wife. So it's one of the two. The, the, uh, I think speaking for uh, Mr. and Mrs. Myers, as well as for myself, we'd obviously like to get this resolved as expeditiously as possible. But returning to your previous comments in terms of trying to coordinate uh, an appropriate uh, hearing date, I think the sense of what you what you were saying is that we, we should kind of coordinate offline and agree on a, on a hearing date. And if we could do that, I think perhaps that would be best rather than trying to spend time Yes. of the board working working on that this evening. I um, so my and this is off the cuff and, and my colleagues here can um, chime in. My sense is, is that we should um, motion to um, put this on the schedule to schedule this on the December 
docket with the understanding that we are going to coordinate to try and get it off of the December docket um, earlier, right? So, so um, our uh, Mr. Bond, do you know the December date? December thirteenth. December. So I, I would at this point let's get this on the agenda for December thirteenth, with the understanding that I will coordinate with parties to try and determine a date to not have it on the December meeting because I think that this will be pretty lengthy. That there might be more than one one appeals involved, and as Ms. Freshman had um, said, it's probably going to be over an hour. And so I, I don't think any of the parties would like to have this when we're hearing another 10 or 15 cases. Um, so I, I would. Mr. One, one second, Mr. Blakely. I would like this scheduled. For a, a date certain. For the parties to tell us. If they can't meet a date, in other words, I think that I don't want to leave it. I don't necessarily expect that we would have a hearing on December 13th, right. but I would like to hear from the parties why, you know, that they need a deferral to a different date. In other words, I don't, oh, I, I, see. I don't want to leave so, it open-ended so, so that why don't, why one don't we, party says they can't meet until June, right? Yeah, so why, why don't we schedule this? Why don't we put this on the November? December. No, let's put this on the November docket Okay. so that we can have, you know, a, a, a scheduling conference. Right. So come November, you know, we'll presumably we'll have a full full board. Everyone will be here and we could start discussing dates on the November 11th, November 15th. November. I do know for a fact that the zoning administrator is not available on that date. So that's fine. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's fine as a, as a placeholder. We're, um, yeah, we're just I mean, I, I think no, no one is going to have any. We're not going to hear the case, but we want mm -hmm. it on the schedule for for scheduling purposes only. Understood. Okay. Is that, is that fair? From the parties as to what? Or more or less a check-in to see a what check, Yeah, okay. with, sure. with, with, the, with the understanding that we're gonna pick a date in December. Sure thing. Is that, is that I fair? Think that, that makes sense for that, us. That's acceptable to me, Mr. Chairman. Since my clients are present with you in the, in the room, I would ask you to see if that's acceptable to them as well, since I can't directly confer with them. Okay, well, uh, well, do you need to confer with your attorney? Can you do it by phone? Because we, we really can't be a go. I think that's speaker. probably uh, accurate. We, we can wait till you confer with your yeah, attorney. Let me, let me let me give them a separate phone number uh, because I need to, I, I can't have them call in on the same phone that I'm call, talking to you on. So, um, it, this is my, this, this is extremely awkward. Um, Mr. Chairman, is it possible for you to 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 pass on to them a phone number because I I have no way of they can hear you. To them. They can. Oh, they can. You. Okay. So it's the phone number is seven zero three two five six eight two two four. That's okay. I would like to have the opportunity to speak. You will. You 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 filled out a speaker slip, and we will call you as soon as we're done with with. Mr. Blakely. Um, Any objections to that? So um, what, why, why are we here? We were here because there's a speaker slip. Yes. Multiple speakers. Multiple speaker slips. slips. OK, we have multiple. Mr. Mr. Bowen, um, what's the next speaker slip? I believe that would be Mrs. Myers. Okay. Mrs. Myers, please come on down. And I'm sorry, Mrs. Myers, remind me you are um 
who are you here for and do you have authorization to speak for them? Yeah. Okay. A letter. Can I approach and just Please. ask? Mr. Can you hand it to Mr. Bowen? Because he's going to want a copy as well. Um, so thank you again for it's a late evening for you. Thank you very much for um, the resolution. Sincerely. Um, I'd like to um, just note that uh, I'm speaking uh, in my capacity as the current uh, corporate secretary for the Boston Virginia Square Civic Association this evening, not in my personal capacity. Um, and I'm a member of the executive committee, um, past president, um, past vice president numerous times. Um, I'm speaking this evening um, because our president is out of town. Uh, so he has authorized me to speak. Um, and I'll just go ahead and read uh, the first page. It's fairly brief. You can see this. Um, dear Chair Kaplan and members, um, I'm writing to inform you that the Boston Virginia Square Civic Association, BVSCA, continues to seek a hearing related to the Board of Zoning Appeals, the BZA, um, appeal ap uh, application uh, number ZAPP22-000001. Submitted May 13th, 2022. This is re with respect to determinations set forth in the zoning determination letter dated April 13th, 2022, um, or the zoning determination letter in quotes, authored by Ms. Arlova Vaughn, the Arlington County Zoning Administrator, to the Arlington County Department of Environmental Services, the DES, with respect to uh, six point one one acre property number RPC number 15-04-067 located at 1425 North Quincy Street, commonly referred to as the Quincy site. BVSCA's appeal application was canceled on May 19th, 2022 by Mr. Blake Bowen, Principal Planner, Board of Zoning Appeals Coordinator, before the application could be reviewed and heard by the BZA. As per the BZA resolution of September 12, 2023, which is Appendix A, BVSCA was wrongfully prevented from appealing before the BZA and BVA, BVSCA seeks a full hearing. Um, please contact me, Jim Rosen, uh, at my email address below related to the scheduling of the meeting and I, or a, des or a designated member of BVSCA, will re represent BVSCA in its appeal. As I am currently traveling, this letter will be ha has been delivered to the BZA by a representative of the BVSCA Executive Committee at BZA's regularly scheduled meeting of October 11, 2023. Sincerely, James Rosen, BVSCA president, and he provides his email address. Also attached is the Appendix B. I will not read this, but it's uh, from the September 12, 2023 BZA hearing minutes, I guess. So yes. we'll read that for you. Thank you. Um, so you you obviously heard our previous discussion um, on behalf of the um, Boston Virginia Civic Association. Um, is that an acceptable plan that we're going to put this on the um, docket for a November scheduling date? So hopefully um, on our November hearing, we'll, we'll all be able to get our calendars out and pick a date for this appeal. Uh, yes. So uh, uh, um, I think that is, 
the, the main concern would be that this not be uh, delayed or prolonged further. Um, With our, right, our, our, our intention would be to have this hearing in December. We require 14 days to for notice. So if if on November 15th we all say November 29th, we as long as it's within 15 days and the county feels that they have enough time to prepare and all the parties feel that they have enough time to prepare, we're going to try and get this um, scheduled as soon as I think practical for so for us. One of the questions is are the facts of this case the same and can we hear this all on the same night that and that that's from our standpoint and i'm not sure how we determine that but it seems like the facts of the situation are all the same it's just that appeals are coming from different people so scheduling everything on one night i think is the plan is the, would, would, right would right be we, the plan. we would agree okay Right. So, and then I just echo what Mr. Blakely said about the completeness and the availability to see the information, so that there is nothing that has been lost or discarded or just somehow not available. So that would be something that BBSCA would be interested in. And right. And so your 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 organization can work with Mr. Bowen, who I'm sure will be um, happy to to help with that process because he does this regularly. Correct. Right. Okay. Thank you. And I guess the question would be communications, since this is a very unusual case or situation. Um, what do you recommend? So we're going to make a motion to get have all the parties come back in November to to confirm to confirm for schedule a schedule. Date. Right. But she, she's asking. Um, so the parties are asking to work with Mr. Bowen and I'm uh, I'm going to read that you are not entirely comfortable working with Mr. Bowen and you're asking what we should do about that. Um, I hope not. I yes. hope that's. <laughs> I would say that um, it would probably be better if there's um, an independent party, given the nature of the letter. But so 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 our I mean our our role right. So we we are prohibited by law from having um, ex parte communications that makes sense right? yeah <laughs> and so you know you know we 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 because we're going to be ruling on this case we don't want to be involved with communications you know that may or may not come before us right so if we were to sit in on communications we would be privy to information that probably wouldn't um help us judge this case fairly sure um, totally so i don't have a good you know i don't have a good solution for that issue so and you, I, you will submit prepare your appeals material and the county will pre prepare their appeals. I imagine most of this will be in, you know, over email, right? Uh, yes, I would imagine. Yes. So, you know, the, the parties need to be able to prepare their own appeals. We're not part of that process. Sure. Understood. Um, and so you will have to figure out a way to, to work, you know, we we can't step in and 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 find a solution and, on that. And right, and you and you're able. You know, if you have meetings with staff, you can bring whomever you want to those meetings. Is that, you know, if 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 Miss um, Miss Myers would like to bring uh, a a third party with her, she's free to do that. Is that correct? Yeah, generally we would take no issue on whoever requests the meeting. Um, can have um, whichever you know colleague right. along with them. Okay. Yes. So, um, so yes, we're interested in completeness and timeliness. And, uh, I think that's it unless you have any additional questions for me. I think, uh, I think, um, we're starting to formulate a, a plan here to get this. And so we have three appeals right now. We have three appeals right now. That's correct. 
Mr. Chairman, could I be recognized for one final comment? Yes, please, Mr. Blakely. Um, I had the resolution that you you approved in September called for the zoning administrator to forthwith transmit to the full yes, EPA all papers concerning outstanding appeals um, that had been filed during a specified period. Have you received those records? Yes. I have. Yes. Yes, sir. Oh, you have. Okay. I have. Yes. The board has. Okay. The whole BCA has. Thank you. Okay. So just one That's, last that question. Was my, that was my only question. Excellent. So the next step Ms. is Mimes. somebody will get in touch with, uh, in this case, uh, Mr. Rosen uh, about scheduling. Um, I, I am hoping you will get in touch with Mr. Rosen okay. and inform him that we will put this on as a scheduling um, item on our agenda for November 15th. Okay, so it's our, okay. Yes. So you should appear. You're appearing on their behalf. We're gonna rely on you to inform them of, of this appearance. Okay, all right, thank, thank you very you. much. Mr. Bowen, do we have any additional speaker slips? Um, we do not have a, any additional speaker slips. Did um, Mr. Blakely and and Mr. Myers um, have any additional items to raise? Yes. No, please. I, I, I do. I do not, Your Honor. I don't know if Mr. Myers or Ms. Myers do. I do. Okay. Um, before you begin, I'm going to caution you that this board will not accept any personal attacks um, against anyone. We are, we are all here um, volunteers and, and, and it's 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, the matter before us is scheduling an appeal. So that's the topic you want to us. Yeah. All right, I will do my best to exercise self-control. Because um, we are happy to adjourn without taking action on this um, and deal with this at another time. I don't follow. If you are unable to exercise self-control. Fine. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay, uh, I would like to be clear. Um, I will be the point person to make sure that the documents that you received, at least that you just said that you received from the zoning administrator, which by the way, under title 15.2, section 2311A, should have been provided promptly after the appeals were filed. Uh, I don't know whether you're familiar with that. Stan, I'm familiar with that. You understand okay. the situation. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad to hear that those materials were received, but the county board through its staff has had three opportunities to provide those materials. And in each case, basically, they've been out of order and incomplete three times. Uh, so I guess, I, you know, that's why it is that I would like, as Craig has already communicated, to like look at those materials in advance of whatever it is, the process that will be associated with leading up to this hearing. Yes, and and as we were, we just ironed out this process um, because I have not handled an appeal um, during my time on the board. Um, and so we, we have just discussed that um, um, just, just as in almost any case that this board hears, the uh, materials will be posted on the um, BZA's website at least a week prior to the hearing. And then you will have that opportunity to see the documents um, at least one week prior to these. Uh, I guess I would they, say a week is not going to be sufficient time. Right? If you've gotten the materials, you know how voluminous they are. So you ha you know what your materials are. Yes. Right? So we don't, are you worried about us posting your materials? No, I'm worried about that gentleman not handling them in the proper manner. So 
So you have your materials and what will be posted will be the, the county staff's response and, and their arguments for, for their, yeah, for their what, side. And to be clear, what I'm trying to establish is that what you apparently already now have is in fact comprehensive and in the proper order. The county has had three attempts to do so, that and they have not succeeded. So your your attorney, when when he um, produces your briefing for us, can can give us all of that material that that in your in your briefing. So if you're concerned about not, um, us not getting your application materials, you could include that in your response so that we will we will get it from you and the county. So you want to sort of take something that's yay thick and uh, double the size of it? Is what you're saying? Well, it's your material, so you will be submitting it. We're, the county won't submit your material. I understand that, but I, but Mr. Blake, you had raised the question earlier about sort of the integrity of the appeal process, and so you wanted to have the materials that were actually submitted in May, mid-May, 2022. Did I misunderstand that? I, I'm not sure what you're referring to. Um, you're going to submit your case and your appeals material, and the county will submit but their material. The county's going to submit their materials first, and then you're going to have an opportunity to, to respond to it. Well, oh. If the county, I'm, I'm sorry, please don't interrupt me. If the county, if, if you feel that the county's response is incomplete, they will have theirs available prior to yours, and you are free to respond to that as well. So you all think that you're going to be able to get through all these materials in a matter of a couple of days? We, we already have the materials. We have a lot of them. We have a, well, we have a lot of them, but we, I mean, we, we get delivered before every hearing, you know, a stack of, you know, this is probably a light week, but we get hundreds of pages that we make it through for our hearing. And as you've sat through the hearing, we're all asking in-depth questions about these cases. So yes, I think we would get through it. Are you arguing for a later hearing? No, what I'm suggesting is I would like to know that the materials that you have today are in fact complete and in the proper order. But the the materials we have today are not necessarily the materials that this that will be final for this appeal. Yeah, which raises again the point of, you know, so that means you're going to have a very narrow window of time. And if we need more time, we then we're not going to ask for it, right? I mean, that's that, that is the appeals process. Mr. Blakely, do you have anything you would like to add to this discussion? The only thing I, I would say, Mr. Chairman, is that I believe that reasonable people can can work this out uh, yes. and we can resolve the, the issue both about reviewing the documents to make sure that uh, they are complete, correct and in the proper order. And that, you know, if necessary, I mean, we may if the if the county documents are only filed a week before the, the hearing, it's possible we may need some additional time to respond, but I believe that given the willingness of the board to accommodate this request, and frankly, I would I would want to extend my thanks to the board for its willingness to act and and give us the opportunity to appear before it and argue these appeals in a substantive way. But given that, um, which I think is a tremendous sign of good faith on the part of the board, I think we should be able to work this out. I think Mr. Meyer's concerns are legitimate, particularly given you know the experience that we've had about being uh, wrongfully denied an opportunity to appear before the board. But I believe that given the good faith that the board has shown in being willing to schedule these for a full hearing, and given some reasonable, uh, having dealt uh, 
seen the board in action. I believe this can be worked out as reasonable people. So I, I believe the issues that Mr. Myers has raised are legitimate, but I think they can be resolved. And Mr. Blakely, um, please feel free to reach out to our attorney, Mr. Krim, who could provide you with the um, documents that we received um, of the appeals in this case as well, which might go to uh, assist with these concerns. Um, I believe, and Mr. Bowen can speak up, but I believe these are all basically public documents that are FOIAable, so there would be no you know, confidential or any information that, that um, our attorney couldn't just provide you what we have received from the county. I think yes, that Mr. Would be, Kaplan, that I, would be I agree with that. Thank that you. Would be very helpful. Yeah. Right, and and um, you know, I'll follow, I'll follow up with Mr. Krim to let him know that that request is coming, and in fact, I'll, I will send him um, just the documents that we're talking about now. Great. Well, I really appreciate uh, your assistance on that, Mr. Chairman. Um, is there anything else we need to address before we move on? Yeah, I, I, at least one other item. I too would sure. also like to take a moment. Uh, obviously, I wish you had done this you know, uh, 17 months ago, but I very much appreciate that you are doing it now. Uh, uh, so I want to go on record as having said that as well. Uh, the last thing I guess I want to say, uh, believe me, there are a lot of other things I'd like to say, but this is not time or the place, um, is the fourth of the uh, appeals was filed by Marie Sham Brady. Do you, are you familiar with that name? Yeah. Okay. I tried to reach her this morning to see whether, in fact, she would like to uh, pursue her appeal as well. The key characteristic of both the BBSEA, and this is just by way of background, and Marie Sean Brady, is they're both contractual parties to the deed of covenant that applies to what is now referred so to. I I'm sorry, I don't want, we don't want to get into the details of this yeah. case because this case will be before us and it wouldn't be fair to the county because yeah. the county right. represents. My only point is basically if, so let me, let me, let me short circuit. If, and I'm, I, I don't remember that if Ms. Shum Brady, yes. um, you know, the BZA's resolution was not dated in terms of they had to be appear in October. If they would like to appear at some future time, they are right. free to do so. Right. Okay. Uh, and then the one last question, just in terms of kind of the logistics, and I, I think you've already sort of taken a, a, an approach that will accommodate what I would characterize as, I'll say, the complexity of this matter, although well, I won't beyond that go beyond that. But uh, my understanding is with something like this, the appellant is given, what, about 20 minutes of time to make the presentation? So I, it obviously, because of the fact that we're dealing with the common facts associated with all of the appeals. Okay, so why don't we, why don't you come up with a proposal in November and we can address that in November? So work yeah. with. Well, my proposal is, and I, you know. Well, I don't. But like I said, the count that you know, the county is, is not ready to address that, and so now having this discussion, they'll be ready to address this in November. So I, I think it would be unfair if you make okay. a proposal now. My only point is, it obviously, makes sense for the convenience of your time, my time, everyone's time, to basically have this be a single hearing. Yes. In fact, why why don't we why don't we um, have Mr. Um, Blakely um, work with the county attorney's office to try and come to some agreement with time, a proposed timetable, and you, and then you could propose a joint agreement to us. Is that objectable by, is that objectionable by anyone? You ask me? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Blakely, is that, is that, yeah. does that sound reasonable? Um, Mrs. Myers? It does. It, it does. It does. Mr. Bowen, do you think that that, I mean, I know the county attorney's not here, but I think that that's probably a fair ask. I can't fully speak for the county attorney, of course. It doesn't strike me as especially unusual. No. Um, and I think I'm it's fair sure. to ask them for that opportunity. I'm sure the county attorney doesn't want to have to argue this case four times. 
Just perhaps. Kind of, yeah. Right. Okay. So let's let let's try and get the parties to all work. Um, maybe through Mr. Blakely, um, and then we can get agreement from anyone else who shows up in the November hearing on on kind of what the format of this appeals were. If any party feels like they need additional or less time, we can entertain that in November. Excellent. I was going to start working uh, on that. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Oh, Sorry thank you, Mr. Blakely. And I'm, I'm sure you will follow up with uh, Mr. Krim. I will. Thank you. There's a gentleman in the back. Is anyone else waiting to be heard? Okay, thank you. So, let's try this. The board of, um, this is, I'm just yes, putting this out here as a, as a draft. Board of Zoning Appeals moves to schedule a hearing well, on. You would move for the, I would. I'm, you would move for the BZA to schedule. I move, I move. Or, or move, move to, move for the BZA to add to or, the November. The, okay, you're good. Good. I don't BZA need to hearing. take you over. No, I've, I'm. Add to the BCA hearing November 15th. Um, is it a a scheduling hearing for it to the two Meyer appeal? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, should we call it a hearing or a conference? I'm scheduling not sure conference on the two Myers appeals and the BVC SCA appeal. Yes. And we look at the possibility of again the fourth appeal as well. Well, if, we can't address. Yeah, that so if, if if the if the fourth appeal shows up at the time, then November, we, we will figure out whether we should hear them after this or before. We'll we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I move for the getting late, isn't it? <laughs> I move move for the. I move to move for the BZA. It's weird. I move that the BZA. I move that that we the BZ that we. <laughs> I would do the that the BZA. You prefer the BZA? Yeah, I mean, I would normally put this in the form of a resolution, but we're not going to spend the time to write a resolution. I move that the BZ. I move that the BZA schedule a hearing conference. A, a scheduling conference. Scheduling conference. I move that the BZA. I, I'm just going to say this out loud. I move that the BZA schedule a scheduling conference on at our hearing on November 15th for the two Meyer appeals and the BVSCA appeal. Do you want do you want to I'll spell that out? Boss. No, do you want to hear? Let me just give you the numbers. Right, Z-A-P-P. -P. We don't have one for the. We do. For for Boston. It's zero, zero. Five, right. So we, we're here for four, seven, and five. Zero, zero, zero. All right, so. So I'm for the, so it'd be for the following appeal, for, for the following three appeals. Yes. Okay. And that's going to be VAPP22-004. I have four zeros, four, seven, and five. And 0005 and 000, yes, four zeros, 0007. That, um, for the November 15th, for the, let's see, on November 15th. Should we, should we say for, for the purpose? 
to set a date, a date for certain the, for, for the, the appeal? For just to set a, 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 a an appeal hearing date? Uh, setting an appeal. And other logistics as required. Date and other logistics as required. So this would show up on our agenda as a scheduling conference. That that'd be just asking staff scheduling conference. Yeah, we we could um, work to get the language to match um, your expectations of what. I'm not sure that we would need to advertise for a public hearing in terms of a scheduling Nothing conference. Would be decided, right? Yeah, right. But um, it, I think it would be good to have on the agenda, though. Yeah, we can't add it to the online agenda as well as on the one that's printed for your. I think records. I don't think just a conference. We're not deciding. We're not hearing anything, right? So I don't think it would have to be advertised. And I would ask the parties to put this at the end of the agenda because I don't think it would be fair to make applicants here for a use permit or a variance wait for us to go through this. Uh, any Mr. objections? Any objections from anyone involved? Mr. Blakely? Um, <laughs> given my brothers, I'd rather have it first, but I think I think I certainly understand the logic behind your, your suggestion, Mr. Chairman, so I'll agree to it. Thank you. No, um, it's not a. It's we don't need a to hearing. advertise a scheduling conference because we're not deciding anything in November. When we when we hear the appeal, it will definitely have to be advertised. <laughs> Mr. Vaughn, is is every is this all um, pretty acceptable from your view? I know you don't have the county representation here. Yeah, I agree that nothing I say is absolutely definitive until we speak with the county attorney right. and the zoning administrator. As I mentioned, um, the approach that's being outlined, I think, generally makes sense. Um, no, as definitely. a first impression. Yes. Great. I don't want to railroad anyone here. I want, I want to move through this as quickly and less um, less aggravation as possible. At number fifteen. So the motion is: I move that the BZA schedule a schedule a scheduling conference at our hearing on November fifteen. Docket a scheduling conference. There we go. Docket a scheduling conference at our November 15th hearing for the purpose of setting an appeal hearing date and other logistics as required for the following three appeals. And that would be the 000. 0004, the 0005, and the 0007. Oh, 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 yep, four, five, and seven. Yes. That's that's my motion. I think that is as good as we're going to get at 1025 at night. So I just need a second. Second. Malice Clark. A motion made by Miss Malice, seconded by Miss Clark for the purposes of scheduling a um, docketing a a scheduling conference. scheduling conference between the parties for the three listed appeals. I will call the roll. Miss Malice. Aye. Miss Clark. Aye. Mr. Uh, Mr. Chair. Aye. <laughs> Mr. Chair. Um, <laughs> motion passes three to zero. Thank okay. you, Mr. Chairman, and thank you, members of the of the board. Thanks for the party's patience in um, waiting till the end here for their opportunity to be heard. Um, 
I believe this concludes all of our um, business today and hearing no other person who wants to be heard, I will adjourn this meeting with my fake gavel. Mr. Kaplan, we do have one other item under other we business. Um, yes, so um, the the um, board, um, I, I ask unanimous consent to push the um, minutes um, from September. September to November. Beyond that, one additional item. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hearing no objections to pushing the approval of the minutes. Yeah, well, I thought that this one he was pretty. Yeah. Mr. Bowen, what's the additional item? Um, hopefully it's pulled up on your screen, the third bullet point under other business. I'm not sure if the BZA members are aware of the decision rendered by the Virginia Supreme Court in the matter of Barry versus the Fairfax County Board of Supervisors. Um, so for informational purposes, and this is perhaps an issue that should be discussed with Mr. Krim, um, the county board is planning to re-ratify all of the approvals that it made for approximately a, I believe it's a, for the BZA it would be 15 hearings that occurred during COVID that were done all virtually. And those decisions, you know, could be subject to um, debate whether or not they were valid. Um, the county board at this time is planning to re-ratify all the decisions made during, um, I believe. That the BZA made? No, that the county board made. County board made. So, you know, by, you're by no means compelled to follow the county board's example, but for informational purposes, the county board is planning to take those actions. Um, so if you are interested in following the county board's lead, um, perhaps, as I suggested, Mr. Krim can advise um, if that would be appropriate for you. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the county board is planning to do Burr. that. And for the county board, it's, yeah, quite a few cases. For you guys, I think it's it's over 100. Oh, does. Yeah, so it's, yeah. It does. It's going to be a thousand for them. Right. Right. But we can do that as one swell, one fell swoop. One motion. We, we have to Depending on, I can imagine different scenarios. And again, I think Mr. Krim could probably advise, you know, on the potentialities here. Thank you. Um, but yeah, um, for, from staff purposes, we would have to re-advertise everything. We'd have to be placard. <laughs> we would potentially have to resend out all of the mail notifications. So it would entail quite a bit of work. And then oh, it's quite a bit of time commitment for you because we would post and issue and print staff reports in all likelihood. How much work is that going to require for staff? Uh, quite a bit, I would say. Uh, we don't know what we don't know yet, but um, just the general logistics of it seem pretty daunting. So let's just talk. I know it's late, but let's just talk about this for a minute. Um, of those applications that we adopted, what percentage do you think are built? This is a, it's a uh, yeah. little it's a little different, but county because the county board, you know, passes zoning ordinances. They pass intangible. And to just to short circuit you, right? Um, uh, we, there is either a one or a three year expiration date on it anyway, right? So the, are we? I mean, this is uh, this is a hype. This is not for Mr. Bowen. Are we as a group concerned, right? You know, so what, what we're guarding against is somebody saying our decision was illegitimate. Because it was virtual. Right. I believe that is that's the, 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 the general fear that could, um, yeah. you know, motivate you to re-ratify or the general motivation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Miss Malice, this is a question for us to have a, with Mr. Yeah. Krim, not um, in this public forum. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for, thank for raising that. that. Yeah. <laughs> As a, yeah, it's a it's a daunting prospect because um, yeah, it's quite a few cases, a over a hundred that we're aware of. <laughs> yeah. Do you come with a recommendation from the county attorney? Uh, obviously, we have our own attorney, but uh, we the county attorney we have not had any discussions about what should happen, just about what the county board is doing. And
No, it's more county staff. I think it's more county staff than BZA. Or, I mean, it's more the county board than BZA. Right. I got you. Yep. Right. I mean, I think it's I think it's a headache for county staff. If anything gets challenged, um, you know, under under the Supreme Court ruling, it's just a lot of work and hassle for county staff that we could head off by creating lots of work for county staff. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And so maybe that's a discussion we should have um, at, at a future date. Um, but like I said, I will, um, I will, we can raise that with our attorney and see what he thinks about it. Barry versus the Board of Supervisors of Fairfax County, third bullet point. Ms. Malice may have turned her mic off. Mr. Rissi, you're still with us. Still here. What country are you in, Mr. Rissi? United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> East, are you? I've adjourned us. So. Oh, uh, so now uh, having that additional item, um, I think we can adjourn, right? Nothing else. Okay. Just.